Anvil is a metalworking tool consisting of a large block of metal, usually forged or cast steel, with a flattened top surface upon which another object is struck or worked. They are primarily used by blacksmiths throughout the human history to create tools, weapons, objects that we have needed. They are. It is also the namesake of a great metal band that we are going to be talking about today. That's crazy. They used them all over. I thought it was just at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> it's the only time I ever seen one of them things. Is it the Yo, fucking? Do you hear Anvil's playing at the Renaissance Fair this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'd be hitting one with a with one of them big <laughs> old. They're dropping them on their heads, dude. I they hope got they got guys. that guy where you can throw the tomatoes at him, and he calls your fucking mom like fat and <laughs> a shit. A bitch. bitch. Some band from I'm fucking. You know that fat bitch. Some band from Niagara Falls or something is going to be playing at the Renaissance <laughs> Niagara Fair. Niagara Falls. Yo, uh, accent aside I actually uh, I went to the Renaissance Fair before because it was like a pretty uh, common thing and uh, they did have a guy that was like in Iraq and he just straight up would like make heinous shit of like make fun of your fucking family and you and they you'd pay to throw tomatoes at the fucker but like my stupid ass like had no coordination so it was like in in a small way letting down my family at a very young age because he was just like look at your mother she's fat like it wasn't a, there was no finesse to the insults yeah they, they were just sort like, of like um, pointed observations your dad looks well, like well you know where poor. it wouldn't it wouldn't they be like Cat that Williams to be in there <laughs> yeah. that would be Williams awesome. but yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, the dude was just like, hey, you guys look poor. And I was lobbing these tomatoes with no success. Just like, eh, they would have had a better guy. at what I is wish you, you're the bully that I hate. My new invasive thought, they probably would have had a better insult uh, goblin. The Baltimore Renaissance Fair that has now oh become a mind virus I have to contend with here. <laughs> the Lady of the Ocean. The Lady dog, dog the Renaissance. <laughs> so what? They have just have open dog fighting. Lady of the Ocean. <laughs> Yo, that's the Lady of the Ocean coming yeah, out. Give me the sword. I had, cr- to pull, I had to pull a, a fucking switchblade out of yeah. a crab cake. You, you, you hand me that S word. You can find out what your family crest is, but instead of like medieval coat of arms, it's just like the Ravens fucking logo. <laughs> Everybody's. Everybody. Everybody. Oh, I got the fucking Ravens, Ravens logo for mine, too. <laughs> oh, I got the O's. Oh, yeah, turkey leg with old bay on it. <laughs> turkey well, leg with old bay. This Jesus is the Christ. Kings of Punk podcast, as you probably know. I'm your host, Tyler Hammer. To my left. Oh, over here. Yeah, Jake Razor. Hello. To my right. Uh, Gary U.S. Bombs. And across from me. The formidable Connor. We got. Yeah, we got. <laughs> Connor might just be like the fourth chair guy. It's like he's, doable, like, yeah. he's Tim, in the yeah. Artie Lang spot. Yeah, like Tim brought this up. Howard Stern. He brought yeah, this up last night at, at, at the at the uh, goth extravaganza. He was like, yeah, you're like the Artie Lang part. Like, you're a guest appearance. But, like, always there now. Yeah. So, right, yeah. yeah. And hopefully idea. this will be a better episode than last. Cause we have a little bit more what of What happened the last one? The last, the last one, one that Connor was on, I felt. Oh. We over, I, like, overdosed on ice cream. And we, and we, <laughs> we, and we like, did not talk about metalcore, I feel like, at all. No, no, no it was just, like, growing up gaudy. But instead of gaudy. We didn't plan on like talking gaudy, about metalcore, like though. G-O-D-D-Y. That would be the idea. Yeah. Well, we do have a topic for today that Tyler uh, tr- tried to introduce. <laughs> yes, I did swiftly yes. and uh, yeah. uh, incredibly, I, as probably as well as the band we're talking about ever did with music, the band Anvil. God damn it, dude! 
this band. This band. This is, but this is not a. This is not the typical uh, legacy of uh, episode. This is now the blight. It's the blight of Anvil the because they suck Anvil. so bad. Because they are a. They really are bad just band. demonstrably terrible. I mean, now, this band in particular. We, me, uh, Tyler, and Connor have a lot of history with this band. Oh, yeah. see, I didn't. I didn't know that. You yeah, guys, they, I want to hear they, the origin uh, story. They entered here. our lives via YouTube, and it felt oh, like yeah. a lethal injection. This was years ago, too. Uh, I, right, I can't remember. I think it, it must it have been the like ill-fated GPS video. Yeah, yeah yes. it was like 2018 or 2019, We're somewhere not, in between. There. I remember this. When, I remember you guys showing me this. So, now. just and we just want to let everyone know, like we're gonna do not many of these kinds of episodes. When we do, we're, we're trying to focus on bands that we really can't hurt because um, they do it themselves. And uh, yeah, they're they're uh, definitely self-inflicted. They're bad people. I may end up saying that just because of what they say, but I don't really mean it. None of us mean it, I don't think. Yeah, very good. I mean, I do. Okay, well, Connor does, so. Uh, but I'm not a part of this uh, Kings of Punk LLC, so really yeah, nothing's going to affect you I know. I can tell you right off the bat, we're, we're going to talk about them as people later on. I, I don't know much about them as people. My impression right off the bat is I have no issue with them, really, but a lot of people around them... I have to because I feel like this is a band that was at once like enabled and ripped off by a lot of people to their detriment um, and uh, didn't get a lot of constructive criticism. And again, we're probably encouraged and egged on by the same people that were looking to rip them off for, I'm sure, incredibly petty amounts of money. Uh, I'll oh, yeah. note. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm a sure. Toonie. Yeah. Like, that's they are from Canada. Toonie, no one yeah. knows that. Yes. So that's why I used the Toonie reference. That's what's known as a first strike. They are from the great white north in now, Ontario. We do, like like many people, we probably m- more than likely got introduced to them in terms of us knowing the band themselves via the... The documentary. Documentary yes. they had in 2008 oh, yeah. or 2009. 2007, I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. Called Anvil, the story of Anvil. That I remember. <laughs> I remember it because... Normies were talking about it, or I hate using that term. I'm just my brain is fried from a bunch of things. But people who were not into like obscure heavy metal were talking about this movie and how funny it was and how it's like real life Spinal Tap or whatever. I never saw it. I didn't read about it. It seemed a little bit too epic for me, and I sort of just tuned it out and went and actually listened to the Grim Reaper album. You know, every day. The actually epic Grim Reaper album. Yes, good album. Good dudes but backed hard. <laughs> I think, like many people, we didn't listen to the band at all. No. So, Coastline. upon around like 2018 or so, how, what happened? I think we were just, we loved look, going on the Napalm Records yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, YouTube channel because they would have all sorts of bullshit-ass Stupid like new metal bands like their music videos and shit or like that, don't mean, I, or or not even just the new metal. My not, personal, not, I didn't mean like new metal. I meant yeah. I meant like you know like a like a new oh, a song new metal band, band. not the N U umlaut. No, no. Oh, okay. C- excuse me. Oh, per- personally, my favorite thing in that was the operatic elements they had in some of those bands on that roster. Oh, it, it's all it was all like folk Ooh. metal or like like um, symphonic power metal. And or, holy moly, yeah. the uh, CGI that was utilized on these music videos, uh, amazingly terrible. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I think somehow I don't think like the Anvil video was on that channel, but. It was like you know related because it's like a like a old washed up metal the band. Algorithm. 
with their. Us. It's look if if uh, the, our listeners, if you're not familiar, look it up. It's it's the song in that we're talking about with the video. It's called "Bitch in the Box." <laughs> yeah, bleep that out. Oh, oh, well, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Boop, Boop in, the, in box. the box. Yeah, and, and only makes it sound. You know, worse, we don't want to but... upset any redacted <laughs> people out there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got to. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so this video, it, I think it has about a budget of uh, $0.00 and zero cents. <laughs> oh, um, they, yeah, they clearly had... <laughs> what about that van? Had, like when, oh, no, it's funny because when they're supposed to be like driving, they're clearly just like parked in like an alleyway they, they, This is very, uh, very much None like... None of them have their license. No. Made in a, <laughs> made during a, for load-in or something yeah, like that like, for a show. Yeah, they were like, oh, we got four hours to kill before the show, eh? Yeah. Or they go on at 1 like, a.m. Continue, though, I mean, because the premise of this song and music video, uh, not only a so- not only did they have the gall to make a song about a fucking GPS, then they doubled down and were like, this deserves like, a music video, This is too. the single for the album. Well, yeah. and, and it's, and it's yeah, the, so the, the boop in a box is referring to the woman's voice that they're hearing. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, a, we're burying the lead here a little bit. 2018. 2018. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They yes. made a, a thing about a song, GPS. about a GPS like a unit, hence the box. It's not a bitch in your phone. And, and if you watch yeah. the video, the, there's like a, the one of the members is like, oh, you just... You, like as if it's this new technology. Yeah, you type you're just anything, type it in. And it'll show you where to go. Yeah, it's crazy. Like now, let me ask: When do we think? When's the last year you could write a song about a GPS? Two thousand three. <laughs> no, oh, no, yeah. after that. Oh yeah, I used one on a tour. I think in like two thousand eleven. But I, that, would, I guess I that doesn't mean it's okay. I would argue never because that's such a stupid well, they, fucking thing. Th- yeah. Okay. Actually, that is the truly correct answer. That's like the S tier <laughs> answer. Yeah, actually, <laughs> but, but like, I would genuinely say 2011, 2012, 2012, pushing it. You are pushing it, pal. Yeah. Like, per like technological advancement and like relevancy, for sure. Yeah. So that is how we. That is how we kind of like ingratiated me connor and tim ingratiated ourselves with this band is wow this is pretty awful yeah i gotta i gotta issue a correction i don't want to be a dick but if you ingratiated yourselves with this band that would mean like uh, that they like owed a debt to you or something which i guess maybe my hearing or or okay they owed me they owed me a good song yeah and we listened to pretty much we listened to something from like every single album yeah but we would always just go back to that video. And but my God, this band—it feels like they have nothing good. Like there's not some some may dispute some stuff. But there I are feel a couple. Like there they is... got a spotty songs here and there, but a majority of it is. You know what it is? It's like a band that had some fucking wind in its sails. That wind went away. And then some jackass was like, dude, I wish that they went like further because they for, it was probably a bigger loser than them that was constantly being like, I love them. You just don't understand. Uh-huh. I'm going to make a movie about them. And then that garnered this resurgence. But then the issue is you have a band that is being basically pushed, in my opinion, to do this. Right. Shit. Very inorganically. So, so so where are they? Where, where are they going to source material from? Their assholes. Well, why don't, That's I mean, to be, to be fair, though, the other side of this, that, and I think this is what inspired uh, a filmmaker to make a documentary about them, this is not like a cult band that had a reunion. This band never broke up. 
Yeah. Yes. And I was assigned to listen to their 90s material, so I know all of the fuck about it and how they didn't break up. Um, I, I, you know, no spoilers, but I will say, uh, yeah, obviously they're really bad. I, but after listening to all their material, surprisingly, I, I, my opinion of their music improved. Now, granted, my opinion formation about them started with hearing the song Bitch in the Box. <laughs> so that is saying very, 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 li- very, very, very little. But yeah. it's it's to me, this is a. And I don't know their story. I've heard people say it's kind of a tragic story. The music itself is tragic because it's like you couple. There's some things there, but there's a lot of other things too. And the things in the latter category uh, tend to negate whatever had any value in the first. Well, going back uh, to your point earlier that you said, where it's like clearly a band that never got any constructive criticism, or at least maybe they just eschewed it as like we're not gonna listen to it. Cause like you you don't like you don't like keep an open mind to criticism and then be like nah we're definitely making a song about a GPS or like even other right. songs where it's like it'd be like all right what do you got today oh uh, what about like uh, I don't know what's relatable I don't know a traffic yeah let's do a traffic song dude they have so many so like just stupid concepts for like songs they have Zombie a song apocalypse. called Park That Truck. Which we'll talk which about we'll, later. We'll t- let's. Why don't we start with the history of this band here? Yeah, sure. Because it's it's longer than you would think. A listener we... probably like this is an '80s band. Nope, it, they really actually kind of started in the '70s, and I think that's very important to point out. Yes. Can we take a quick break and come back to this? Yes, we're going to be back something. Yeah. with the history of Anvil. Yeah. Hey, Jake Razor here to speak to all of you about our friend and sponsor, Shirley Road Records. Shirley Road just put out two new releases that uh, I was pretty stoked on when I took a look over on their website and gave it a listen as well. We got the Evil Beatles. Obviously, the band name is pretty good right off the bat. Uh, They're a psychedelic rock band from Greensboro, North Carolina. Not what I might have expected from Shirley Road, but with this label and distro, you got to expect the unexpected because they have an eclectic, eclectic selection of stuff. Um, I'm also really into the Sleep Torture Carrying Water for Rats EP. This is like metallic hardcore kind of metalcore but the songwriting is there the riffs are catchy um bit like converge for me personally you know as a fan of modern life is war dangers that kind of stuff you know that's sort of modern hardcore when the songwriting is there i'm really into it and i thought that ep was really good uh shirley road also did some trading with some other labels recently got a ton of stuff in the distro he's got used stuff over on the website there's an offspring cd there's a tlc cd there's a lot of other stuff too but i think everybody probably likes those groups a lot so take a look for yourself and give it a listen too uh, go to shirleyroadrecords.com and also give at Shirley Road Records a follow on Instagram to keep up with all the latest releases, all the newest stuff getting into the distro because um, CJ over there is getting new stuff all the time. Uh, once again, shirleyroadrecords.com if you're looking for a place to start. And for all the fans of Heavier Fair, I know we've got a lot of you out there, and Shirley Road has a lot to offer in that department. Um, there's a new demo release soon to be like a full proper release if I understand correctly uh, by Slug Salter another great band name Uh, that's like grindcore but with sort of some screeching black metal influences I think a lot of our listeners would be really really into it so one more time shirleyroadrecords.com and at shirleyroadrecords on Instagram Uh, go check it out you won't regret it he's got something for everybody over there 
And we're back, folks. Sorry, I'm doing cooking dinner slash doing meal prep, and I had to uh, play with some rice for a little while, but and it's got to cook for like 40 minutes now. With our uh, guest, Connor, I'm going to uh, enact, um, use an executive order to enact a new segment <laughs> that whenever Connor is on f- for most part called uh, the Candy Corner. They know it's the only way that they're going to ever lure me is with candy. I was not briefed on the candy corner, the but K-O-P continue. K-O-P candy corner. K-O-P candy, candy corner. corner. The, oh, wait. No, no, no. It's, oh, wait. Not no. the K-O-P candy corner. No, it's not. So they're not spelled with K. <laughs> um, it's all C's. Yeah. We're going to try. The cop candy corner. Uh, a candy. We're going to give the on police air officer our candy corner. The Reese's snack cake. Two cakes. It's made with real peanut butter. Okay. By the Reese's family. Now we and you've never had this before. I have never had this, but I'll tell you what, I am very well acquainted with their roster. I, I'm a Reese's fan myself. Um, I've never had it either, so Connor, let's give it a shot. This is uh, for Anvil, as they say. <laughs> for Anvil. Yeah. Cheers, those two candy bars. They're eating candy, okay. folks. Can you hear? Can you guys chew into the mic? <laughs> you, 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 they're obviously already chewing into the mic. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to. <laughs> this chicken's not that good. Are they? Is it bad? Mm. Yeah, let me get a shot yeah, of that. Can try it. You want to try? Yeah, I'll try. It's it, not but. great. Mm. That cake sucks, dude. Yeah, the cake. Yeah, uh, it's kind of bad. <laughs> it's not so good. it's like it's like a fast break with the but chocolate bad. on the outside. It's got a layer of peanut butter. This was an unnecessary cake. creation. So what kind of cake is yours? Is yours like white cake? Chocolate. Okay. It looks like a bad protein bar. Yeah. I think they are just bad protein bars. <laughs> yeah, it's got the is... um, it's got the kind of the dryness that I would yeah. associate with something that is supposed to be a meal replacement. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of whey in this. You nah. s- folks, yeah. you see this a lot with how I mean, brands nowadays with yeah i mean it's so good <laughs> with brands nowadays, it's not bad i saw airhead gum earlier at tops and it's like who's like oh i'm such an airhead brand i'm fan. a real airhead dude i love the gum it's literally the same thing as movies it's all franchises yeah. same thing with albums by the band anvil it's just all one big franchise it all ties back to the a head mm-hmm anvil heads, anvil heads. Or, or the movie airheads the, the last thing airhead i'll say on the what Reese's is was airheads. that Obviously, the first bite you get, they know that they're going to hook you in because upon impact, it's that good peanut butter and that oh, fucking yeah. peanut butter. Or the chocolate and the peanut butter. It's that good <laughs> peanut butter and that fucking peanut butter. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. That Look. is a That was a goaded <laughs> sentence. They do have those double peanut butter, peanut butter cups. They do, but... It, it. I think. I think. I think. Uh, Reese needs to like cool it because look it, at this. Come on, Reese. You have so many fucking hits already, and I'll tell you what. I am a recent convert to accepting the fact that the Reese's Sticks is the best product that they offer. I don't even know what I a was a Reese's strong stick is. fast it's break. It's like man. A, it's like a yeah. Kit Kat, but it's like Reese's. It it's sounds got good, okay. crunchy way. Sounds all right. Very good. Anyway. I don't. I don't know if I. Uh, I don't know if I like that whole. It's like the thing with like the. Uh, potato chips, uh, like that's. Stupid. Oh yeah, I saw that too. It's classless. Like, yeah, it's dumb. That sounds like it would be good if you like made it yourself somehow. Like like and potato weed in it. Potato chip flavors with a Reese's cup flavor sounds good. I but mean, uh, but what kind of quote unquote potato chips are they to putting a point in where the Reese's they're doing Probably a lay. They've gotten to a point with a Reese's fucking cups with Reese's pieces, and it's like, guys, you need to relax. <laughs> 
Yeah, this it's is like doing we're not nothing. we're not getting any innovation anymore. It's just like it's just it's just it's, brand. It's Taco Bellification, where like everything right. is just a new combination of the same ingredients. No, the last time I got excited about candy was uh, the almond Snickers. I like those a lot. Back when I used just to do heroin being and shit. Excited yeah. about candy. I mean, I get excited <laughs> about candy. Dude, when one, I, time, <laughs> one time I like nodded out in like 2012, and like when I like sort of snapped awake. Like, just immediately, it was, like, instinct. I, like, power-walked to Rite Aid and bought one of those. It was just some part of my psyche and or body was telling me, you got to get an almond Snickers. <laughs> and what comes next? Don't worry about it. Um, You're not feeling up. yourself. You're not yourself if you haven't had a Snickers. As, if you haven't had the drugs that you do and a Snickers, you're not yourself. Well, so I was... I've been led to believe, and someone maybe can correct me if I'm wrong. Not right now, of course, because I don't know uh-huh. if any of you can. But I'm, were you saying that the drug? What was the drug? Heroin. I was on heroin. Yeah. Okay. The reason why I have to ask was because I was told before that with people that are actively using heroin, they get severe sweet cravings. Yes, you get okay. a sweet tooth. Yeah. Okay. So that's I, verified time, by others that have partaken. I, I, you know how I got put onto the almond Snickers. I was with my friend who uh, was sort of a middleman type guy and we went to a local record store and he was like uh, admiring all the candy they had at the front and like specifically those and I remember him asking the guy who worked there like do you got like breaks if I like buy a bunch of these like do I get a price like if I if I get like weight, trying to wholesale I get some weight, like top stoppers and shit. not even wholesale just like if I buy all of them that are right here <laughs> do I get money like is it like buying a bundle or something and it's like I mean you don't get a break on that anyway so no not for the candy bars at the record store anyway all right well the reason yeah. why I asked this because I last night I was like because I brought up the whole heroin sugary sweet connection thing. And I was like, it'd be funny to flip the whole script on me being a fat kid as uh, growing up. It was like, no, I'm not a fat kid. I'm just a heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that would uh, really make it go over a lot better. I'd tell my mom that. I'd be like, no, I'm not fat. <laughs> you know what I and you know what I made? That is kind of relevant to the anvil. Uh, last night I made butter for the first time. Yes, it's pretty good. It's tart, which I like. Tart um, butter is good. Relevant to Anvil because they have a song called Butter Bust Jerky, which yes. I'm like afraid to read the lyrics. What does that of. mean? That's got to have to do with sex. It's all um, about sex. It's about jerking off. No, they 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 have their lyrics for the most part. Some of them are just about inane subjects that I know they don't actually care about, and the rest of them are like... About, the, yeah, like having sex, and they really care about it's, that. Yeah, it's like if you showed a fifth grader the Meat Men and told him to write a song. Like, it's well, just bad songs about fucking... As I was fucking. saying, uh, this band started out in 73, technically in 73. Um, as Lips. No, no, they were uh, Grave something. Grave Lips. Grave Lips? What were they called? I only knew about them being because Lips is the singer slash guitarist name Steve Lips Cudlow. Lips Cudlow. It was called. They were called Gravestone. Rob. So the the band is the two members you need to know about Anvil are are Lips Cudlow, guitar player Steve Lips Cudlow, and drummer Rob Reiner. Not to be confused with the director of Spinal Tap. No. Yeah. Which is interesting because it feels like this is a band that was. Inspired what that band then inspired Spinal Tap, kind of. Except I think what people find intriguing about this band is that on a personal level, they're 
kind of humble, it seems like. Maybe it seems like that's what people think of them. They kind of go with the punches. They roll with the punches, whereas Spinal Tap uh, did not. They had the, like, Seagal delusions of grandeur thing happening. So, 73, Steve and Rob meet up. Via, they, were, they went to school together, jamming around for a few years. 78, they officially create the band Lips. That's where Steve gets his nickname from. Another or, sex name. Or the other way around, maybe. But I'm, I'm already seeing, yeah, like, maybe the, other way around. the band names, the progression you can see in the band names. Gravestone sounds like 70s hard rock, good. Lips. Band that likes, a band that likes Black Sabbath. Yes. Lips I would listen to sound- a band called Gravestone right now, and there, I'm sure there are. Bands I yeah, would I would listen to a band called Lips right now and and I yeah. I will note I saw pictures of them and they have a sort of mid seventies like, uh, like a glam kind of thing like almost. budget glam yeah uh, aesthetic that I, I'm a total sucker for I love it it it's um I I think it's cooler than they intended it's because they don't really know what they're doing but I I love that kind of stuff the amateur attempts at doing like glam rock slash hard rock it feels very Canadian too oh I for think, sure yeah I think a good um band to kind of compare them to would be maybe be raven to an extent because raven started out in the early 70s they did yeah and, and yeah they continued and put out good material in the 80s yeah and musically i can hear some similarities between those those two raven is and obviously more yeah competent in every way but yes when, when you're in the seven when you're in the 70s like that heavy metal isn't really a thing in like the early mid 70s there's obviously you got Jewish priest you got Black Sabbath. You got yeah, like there's the, people doing it, but it's not like a co-opted term that's been solidified yet. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the equivalent of you know like Slaughter and the Dogs being a band before the Sex Pistols, and like they became a punk band later. But that's just because they kind of fit into it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with the band Lips, they have their first album. I believe they. I don't. Know if, I think it's self-titled. Or is it called Hard? No, it's Hard and Heavy. It's Hard and Heavy. heavy. That's they put that out as Lips. They yes, and this I just learned recently. Uh, Hard and Heavy. We'll get to the album in a minute. Interesting how long this band was around before they did that album. And I didn't find any demos or anything anywhere. Not even any live footage. That album. I believe they self-released it because I looked at the cover. I'm yeah, going to look it up and verify. And as it, Lips. It looks. So cool. It's classic, like, private press 70s look aesthetic. Um, for those, I know, Tyler, I know you're familiar with the newer band Murderer. Um, yep. That aesthetic, well, it's... Kind of like them, too. It's very it's, good. Yeah, it's similar to that aesthetic. Like, private, the yeah. cover art-wise? Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up, yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, we're going to take a look here and see and, what... And the thing is, like, it's great. I love, like, private press stuff, especially from the 70s, because oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's not supposed to be this cool. They just didn't have the that money or the competence like to do anything is, else. would want to do that right now and yeah. be on, like, no idea or something. Yeah, I, I, like, yeah, I love okay, it. I like it. It's, it's a very simple white cover, red lipstick. lipstick. The fi- I, like that lips the, on I, it. I like that the name Lips isn't even centered on the picture of the lipstick. I like that the apostrophe is in the wrong place. Also awesome. No, we'll, wait, we'll, is it? No, I'm sorry. Maybe I mean, you can kind of place. Play it with should it. be. It should. If it's going to be like rock and roll, it should be both. Yeah, very, there's, you know, to the point. Yeah, the it's hard and heavy. Absolute but the, comic the sans N, usage of heavy. The N is not on both, or the apostrophe is not on both sides of the end. But yeah, it look, looks like classic amateur kind of, you know, 70s rock that's self-released on private press. Seems we'll, like you know. it would be a good jumping off point to something bigger. I'm not, yeah, like, I'm All right, I, this is our first album, yeah, whatever, but, like, if this pops off, well, the next thing we got. In, interestingly, it's listed as Splash 
007 on quote-unquote Splash Records, but this looks to be the only record. So maybe they just self-released it and that was yeah, made up. I think they self... I believe they self-released. But then Attic Records, who put out their first three albums, picked it up and released it under the new name... Anvil. Anvil. Which is like such a hard... like. Like like the clear fork in the road, and they were like, yeah. "Let's go hard right." Yeah, yeah this, it was this... like it's like either be hard rock, or you be metal. We got and like that was this must have been a metal label that was trying because it was I believe this was the first release on Attic Records, which would kind of go along with the whole notion that we've all kind of said with them, where it's like it seems like other people are telling them what they should do, and they're like, "Well." All right, and like, cause there's there's no like, no sincerity. Like, yeah. it, it later later down the line, it doesn't feel like much sincerity. Well, I feel like it's sincere, <clears throat> but it's it's one of those things. It's it's a thing where it's like they don't have like the best ideas, but then the people that are also telling them you should be called something else and you should go more metal when they clearly aren't as like metal as they sound. Well, yeah, like, it could have thing with this album. If you listen to it, it really is. It's more. I think it's more on the lighter side, like the more I, poppy, rocky. This kind of thing is the one album of theirs I listened to where I I listened to it and I said I could imagine this being in my rotation. This album has a few solid, like really good songs. The sound on it, I you know, I don't think it was totally like someone told them to go more metal. I think probably organically they were making the transition from. The hard rock stuff they were into, they were probably, you know what it is, they were probably into Judas Priest, is probably the big thing. I think that's Because yeah. this album sounds like fucking, yeah. first influence I hear is Ted Nugent, big time. One thing I'll say for this band, I've never heard a band where you can tell who they were ripping off more, obviously. <laughs> um, this is like Ted Nugent type riffs, lots of open A strings, and sort of uh, doing nimble things oh, on a pentatonic scale. Uh, kiss, too. Some kiss influence yeah. in the songwriting, but then the sheen of it, like the guitar tone and the way it's kind of delivered, is is the Judas Priest. It's metallic in that sense, and I I actually liked this record. And I and my big t- it's it, with regards to the name change. My biggest takeaway from takeaway from this record is that calling themselves Anvil was the biggest mistake they ever made. Yep. Because prior to this, you guys had showed me Anvil stuff from later where it's clearly metal, it's like dick riding Slayer poorly or whatever, and I hated it. I heard this, Metallica I was like, yeah. That. I heard this, and I was like, this is pretty tuneful, like, sort of, uh, you know, you don't hear the Nugent ripoff influence in, like, late 70s, early 80s metal much, and that is kind of cool to hear. Um, but if you call your band Anvil, I mean, you don't really have much of a choice. No, you, you don't. and to be and, a metal band. And I feel like if they had stuck with the lips motif, like, I feel like... Perhaps then they would have generated their own style in that genre. Like maybe it would start going away from the what you just pointed out of it being like ripping off like Nuge, where it then turn into their own fucking. Well, thing. and they could have they uh-huh. could have because there's more room yeah. for like at the for them. If they kept going like, down this path, they would have could have piggybacked off like Motley Crue and all that shit because right. the yeah, other way they're absolutely. ripping off. The Nuge is with the like incredibly horny lyrics, which is not their strong suit. I, this band, I mean, it's their strong yeah. suit on this album because that's all. The, it's like it's like is. every you song. Know what it is? On it's this like album. horny, not sexy. Exactly. No. <laughs> and if you look at these guys, you go, <laughs> you go, yeah, you they, go. Oh, they definitely want to have sex a bunch, but 
Yeah, they're it's, an ugly bunch. It's really, they have uh, sort of two Achilles heels as a band, which if you think about it, that's, you're talking both feet at that point, which means you're not going to get very far. But the lyrics are very bad three, and the drumming is bad. Say. His vocals are, but that's the other thing. You know what else we learned on this album, and I believe the one after, they were a four-piece. They had a so well, no, they were a four-piece till like oh, I want to say like the late eighties. Yes, yes. Like, what it was they, even until like the nineties. What it, what it was yeah. though was that Lips was not the only vocalist on that. There was another guy, and we don't Dave Allison. You know his name. That's awesome. Uh, and also played guitar, and he can actually sing reasonably well. He has the one song that's yeah, like he sounds like Ace Freely, like you said. Is that though in the second album? That's on the second album. That song, yeah. Okay, to, so yeah. so this this album is a it's a fine, decent start. A decent start. It's well received by critics generally. Unfortunately, now they take a, a kind of a turn for the worst. The, the next album was called Metal on Metal. Yes, and that this is where it very clearly they're like we're a metal band, which I can see the change because like. They probably wrote those songs in Hard and Heavy in, like, 79, maybe 78, maybe earlier. Who knows? Who knows how long they've been playing these songs? And it comes out in 80, I believe, or 79. When When's it come out? It was, when like, 1980, release it, release uh, it. No, it was 81. It was 81. But it's, then it comes out. No, but then it came, it came out. They self-released out in 81? The Lips album? Yeah. Yeah, they both came out in 81. Oh, really? Okay. It, I it got it. I don't know how many of these they pressed, but it must have not been very many because the label, like, repressed it. Uh, I, but you know what I mean. I think they probably have been working on that that material for probably a couple of years. I can't imagine they're like, all right, time to just write a bunch of songs. That would be the next album. And the next album starts with the song metal. The song metal and metal. metal. Probably their. I'd say that's probably their most well known song. Which yeah. is interesting because it's one of the shittiest ones I listened to oh. in this whole fucking thing. That song oh, sucks. The, the dumb, easily one like of the, the dumbest. Worst yeah, like just. Total, like, elementary school riffs. And then the singing, too. Yeah, how did, how metal it... on metal. And the rhythm has no swag to it. Like, I like, myself, any style of music, whether it's metal, electronic dance music, whatever. I like a jumpy rhythm. This is not jumpy. This is plotting, like, too many fucking crash cymbals, mi- truly miserable, miserable stuff. And it's the opening track, and it's called yeah. Metal on Metal. And the, the name of the band is Anvil. The riff, the the Fuck's first sake. riff, the way it starts, the first like, it's like it like res- the way it resolves, it resolves in like kind of like a minor sense. It and does. It's like it really is like the first time you hear it, you can just if you're I guess like us, you just go Ooh, like what the hell is that? Like it, it's like they went, it's like they deliberately took. The, like there was a right note that they could have done, and they're like, "Let's not do that. Let's back it down and do something a little." They, they do that a lot. Off. Quick backtrack to the first album. Two things I wanted to mention, highlights of it. Yeah. There is a song called "I Want You Both," and then in parentheses it says "With Me." That's funny to me. It's a pretty good song. Also, they cover "Paint It Black" by the Rolling Stones on that hard and heavy record, and it's kind of cool. Um, metal on metal is interesting because it's it opens with that song again. The riffs that don't resolve where they're s- supposed to that is a continued motif with this band, and uh, we'll talk about it more later on. It also, but that album is kind of all over the place because there's still like Tim mentioned this song called "Stop Me" that I actually that when I was listening to all this shit that song grabbed me because I was like this is a fucking banger. This is like a catchy 
poppy rock yeah. song. It sounds as you as Tim it noted, to me, right? You yeah, it to us. As, as Tim Good noted, song. it it sounds like it's from the Ace Freely solo record. So on metal on metal, it's like a little schizophrenic. There's like that's another yeah. like they can be. I I found that like listening to all these albums, like they are they can be all over the place. With like, you know, there will be one song where it's clearly like supposed to be like a like a Judas Priest. Uh, speed metal, like you know, defenders yeah. of the faith type thing, and then they'll do like maybe a more like seventies rock, like groovier song, right? And then like also maybe they'll throw in like almost like a like a doom metal, like really kind of plotting track. I wonder if this has something to do with the fact of just like um, poor timing to exist as a band, like them. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I get like absolutely. Like, like there's if they just, had started maybe ten years later, like they'd have uh, like there'd be a more like rigid template for them to like. Yeah, exactly. To be right. like, okay, here's like the parameters of like what we're going to try and achieve, and like it's not to not to say that like you can't because I mean there's a lot of bands that um you can hear the multitude of like. Uh, influences that the members clearly have that are very different, and and it, and it melds because like you know you're not gonna like get something that's very captivating out of like sourcing from the same fucking shit like all like every member is just like yeah I fucking love Slayer that's what I like well Slayer already happened bitch so that's not gonna work but like <laughs> so with them it's like I feel like there's a time it's almost like it's almost like some like uh, what a, like dramatic irony like out of their control yeah oh totally for like their i for their de, like i had not similar well similar uh, thoughts i mean that's why the first album is good it's following a more rigid template but i yeah. feel like once they decide they're going to do an album called metal on metal and be a metal band it's 1982 there's like a lot of different trends sort of that are either like at their height or are starting around yeah. that time in metal like, yeah music generally heavy metal like really kind of coming out yeah like you got synth you got synth shit like yeah you yeah. know what i mean like you got new thrash, yeah. thrash about to start thrash about to start I speed mean, metal more happening. Venom happening with yeah. their black metal that came out around then right and I, I think these guys are sort of it's almost like a little childlike where they're trying they want to make it clearly they want to be the next big thing and it's like they're just following all these different threads and not committing to any of them. But to, almost, to be clear, it all kind of sounds the same because it's those idiots playing it. it kind but yeah. of, that too. It kind of feels like it, it's almost like um, half of them went in the time machine, and then like uh-huh. the other half is still stuck. Ba- like you yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's like it's like it's like they're being pulled. In like they're not able directions. to fully like, transition. They're not. They're not fully committing to like changing their style. Yeah, it's like it's but like a band that's to. like literally an on the fence band. Yeah, truly. So, and I think this is on the the first album cover, hard and heavy. With the Anvil album cover, it's an anvil on like a pedestal with chains. There's a guy hitting it. Fires coming out of it. it says hard and heavy on the top. Anvils on the anvil. Pretty cool. Yeah, just visually, not, I would I would feast on that cover. as a kid. Looks if I saw like that. a metal album cover from, from the, you know, early '80s. It, I, the name, and the name accompanied with a picture of an anvil, will never not suck. That is always a stupid thing. To be clear, I mean that is it not is a good stick. I, I it is stupid, but like for it, if it was just that, fine, perfect. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. Then we get to Metal on Metal '82, which is a year later. So no, we're t- put no, out we, three albums in three years. No, we just talked about metal. And metal. I know, but I'm mm-hmm. saying this album cover is a anvil being cut with a a grinder, uh, a, right? A saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, see, there you go. It's like, we're Anvil. Okay, we're, so it's uh, like, uh, uh, we're okay, Anvil. Metal, okay, and, and then yeah. the next one. We literally hit you over the, the head third album. It. If I could just uh, make one more comment on oh, Metal yeah. on Metal. Yes. Uh, I'd say highlights for that one. Uh, I'd say besides that uh, Stop Me song, too, the song... 666 is pretty good actually for being a it's uh that is a good more one. on like the speed metal the song tease me please me is, is like a, as you could probably guess just by the title a uh total nugent ripoff that's also pretty good i'm wondering at which point we're gonna read some of their lyrics i think probably next oh album. we gotta we yeah gotta. i think forged what is this it forged some, and fire? Uh, yes this i think we could probably start i'll, I'll pull I, up some lyrics i i could n- i cannot overstate how Oh, yeah, Forge and Fire. That's the one with Butterbuzz Jerky on it. So when we get to this album, you look at the album cover, and it's like, all right, two albums with Anvils on it. Anvils being featured prominently on it? Okay. Yeah. This one, Forge and Fire, an album is in, like, some sort of furnace and is on fire. It's like, okay, this Running out of ideas already. But it only only just reflects in the lyrics, though. Like, they exemplify what they lack yes. pretty well. I, so, you want to keep going? Just Jake? real quick, before we even get anywhere near the lyrics, I just want to say, metal almost always has terrible lyrics. Like, the best yes. metal lyrics are, like, fine. So if I'm going to listen to a metal band, I've already inured myself that the lyrics won't be good. This band, the lyrics are, in fact, bad enough that it makes it hard to listen to sometimes, and that's a feat if I've already put myself in that state of mind where I'm listening to a metal. Yeah, band. you're not you're not bringing the wrong rubric. Yeah. So let, let's the song that really ca- catch my attention in Forge and Fire when I was listening, I was just like, oh, jeez, thumbs generally pretty boring, dull. We got Forge and Fire is the opening track. Oh, that song I get that song is terrible. I don't know. They straight up like open the album with the worst song on the album. I don't it know seems why to be a, th- a theme, like opening very badly. Yeah, it's like because it, that song is just like totally plodding, boring as fuck. Every other song, at least, is like a little bit more rocking. You know, actually, I, you said you thought this was boring, Tyler. I thought this was actually one of their better albums. The guitars that's, sound good guess, on it. That's saying much. <laughs> so this is this is a song, and this is a very a theme that we will see from now on because they they are starting to like. With metal and metal, they have like, not every song is like, is sex and you know, sex based. A lot of the yes, hard and heavy is very sexual based stuff, which is again, I'm cool with that. That's like a lot of Kiss songs. It's a lot of fucking like, it's a lot of Aerosmith. Aerosmith, like every you know, song, yeah. a lot of stuff from the '70s. Again, I think that's the '70s thing that was kind of. Whatever. That was the big revelation when Iron Maiden came out. Is they didn't have any songs about fucking. We are nerds. Yeah. And we read books. <laughs> and we Iron Maiden. You know, so this, but this is something you'll see on almost all their albums is you'll just have like one song and it's like, uh, we're jerking off today. And so this yes. is the one on this one. It's called <laughs> Butter Bus Jerky. God. See the little lyrics. And I'll, I will sing. I, I don't know how the verse goes, but I will sing the chorus. All I need is a lady with more than average size. She's got to be a bit crazy. Won't take no compromise. If she can fill a D cup, it's good enough to keep me up. Get you down on your backside. I want to see your wares. Gonna mount you for a good ride. Nothing else compares. Taking one in each hand. Do as I command. Connor's covering his face with his hat. With with embarrassment. This isn't even that bad for them. And then this is this is the this is the 
chorus. I remember at, being at work and just being like, this is how the chorus goes. Turkey. We're going to get down and dirty. dirty. That's what it sounds like. It's like, what the fuck is going on? We're going to get down and dirty. And I remember listening to him like, I was like, oh, I stopped. And I was like, is that the, was that the chorus? That's what I almost like about this band is it does. It There's a lot of moments. and That's I, the chorus. This I, song isn't even about jerking out. This song is like about sticking your dick between like somebody's oh, titties. It? That's like, what it well, looks like. I love. <laughs> Don't stick my butter between God. anyone's titties. No, because like. Dip your fingers in the butter, spread it all across your chest, in between one another. You know what I like best. Push them close together. The tighter, the better. You know, there was a, a little boy, um, young young man in New York City, um, who had a really, really rough life. I read somewhere yeah. he heard this song as a youth, and uh, it really it changed the whole course of his life. He ended up becoming like the, probably the most famous musician in the world, and the eventually president of the United States. Um, that boy's name was Billy Milano. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did hear this and loved it. This is like shit he would think it was funny. I, I right. hope so. So now I have to interject. Like they want to p- interject their penis into women. <laughs> yes. So they have all these songs about, uh, 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 oh, yeah. Yup. Okay, they love sex. That's established. Then the logical conclusion would be, but we don't believe in abortion with that oh, one that's, fucking we should, song. We should wait we gotta for read those. We That's wait a couple that. albums later. Oh, God. I had to bring it up but, now, though. Oh, like, yeah. Well, it's, it is so, funny. It's so, like, demonstrably terrible. But, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, not even politically wise, just logically speaking. You want all this fucking... Yeah, like all this- Delicious sex, yeah. But you don't want the thing that can... You don't want the responsibility after It's it's kind of like, how could you do this? It's evil. It's like, you know... Also, right Wouldn't you want to be pro-abortion? In in that anti-abortion song, too, they try to make it like, oh, well, it's not the women's fault. Like, they're crazy for doing this. Like, they're sick in the head. It's like, they should have just stuck with the... The Porky's like child. Yeah, like the Porky's and Porky's too. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I largely hate that shit too. But the other thing is, like, the other like as they start to phase those lyrics out to some extent, the other shit they write their lyrics about is bizarre and inane and all over the yes. place. Like yeah, they, a, traffic a, jam, a, a well, very they, tenuous well, grasp on once like, the, the concepts they're trying. Well, to Well, it's about. almost like they 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 someone was like, "All right, we can't do sex stuff anymore," and it, it like it's like they got a lobotomy. Like, like a huge part of their brain is just based on like, writing Let's write a song about, about uh, tropical chameleons. I don't think they have something like that, yeah, but they like, might as well. What about poison arrow frog? Dude, could, so, could be. Here's here's a little extra history, because so, we're... 83 is, is Oh, right around year. the time, yeah. So, in, after the first album, Lemmy asked Cudlow to play guitar oh, for Lemmy, Lenny of Motorhead. Fast Eddie. And Le- he declined. Lemmy, apparently. Lenny. 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 And Libs, Lips, like, Cudlow nah, turned him down. No, I got I to gotta butter bust my jerky all over. Like, I, got a hey, I got a really good thing going on. It's all about sex. We have a song called so. Shadow Zone. You could never, Lenny. I got to so like, stick my, my pee-pee between some big boobies. So. <laughs> Interestingly, also it. on the Wiki, this is on the Wikipedia. By 83, Aerosmith manager, as I mentioned earlier, David Krebs and assistant Paul O'Neill had signed a managing contract with Anvil and convinced Attic to release the bands from its contract so the band could sign with a major label. Okay. 
Sounds like it'd be good. They have three albums. <laughs> You're moving on. This is where I hear the the ripoff and this is kind of where they get. This is really the big first step where they get fucked. So like they make a big. Steve kind of makes a big mistake in my opinion, not touring with fucking uh, Motorhead, which. He, it's like you could do it for a year and come back to Andy. Yeah, like way to burn a bridge you know for no I mean? reason. Like, I did knows? notice there's some Motorhead influence on their records, and over time it becomes more prominent, like throughout the 90s. I'd say even in their newer music, too. Yeah, I imagine them in the 90s, like at the n- nadir of their career, and he just all he can think about all day is how he turned down Motorhead, and they're, he's just, just like, telling the drummer, like, do the double kick thing. You know the one. I'm not going to say it, but I want you to do it. I mean, dude, he could have been on, like, Iron Fist, right? Or some shit. He probably would have been. It would have been yeah. either on it or after. If he was touring, he might have been like on the tour. On the yeah. tour, yeah. But Although, s- actually, no. Is Fast Eddie's not on that record? Is he? I don't think. So. I don't think. Yeah, so, it's, no. it's what like that Mickey D dude. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. So he would have been on Iron Fist. Damn. And instead, right, he, he fucked up. He that's that's where up. he fucked up. He, he fucked up himself. Big yeah. Instead, Straight up. Instead, he did a song called Motor After Mount. Initial interest, which is actually a decent song. I I yeah. won't lie. <laughs> After initial interest. David Krebs eventually stopped returning phone calls and did not get the band a major label recording contract. He released the band in 86. Um, released, I believe. Um, yeah. So they had they were kind of floundering for a few years because they were trying to. I'm a assuming, few. Uh, you know, at this point. Well, between this albums. Point, between yeah, albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get on a major label, probably doing some touring and stuff like that. Uh, maybe supporting some bands. Not really sure. But like. But they had they went they went three years to put out three albums and then like we have like a three or four year gap between maybe a five year gap I think right between uh, the, the next, next album. the next strength it's of it. steel is eighty seven eighty seven and it you know I'm thinking about I I'm sure we'll learn this when we watch the movie about them but it's like especially on that forged in fire record probably more so than metal on metal because isn't forged in fire wasn't dave allison out by that point they no like, he w- the no, last album that, that dave allison was on was pound for pound okay so he followed them into getting more metal you listen to forged in fire and it's like they're almost pulling it off like a style of metal that was becoming increasingly trendy and popular and like had a niche but there's just something about it i mean there's a few specific things that mm-hmm. are off but the general energy of it it's sort of in an uncanny valley the, yeah. the one thing I noticed, you pointed it out, and it's you were totally correct, Tyler. The vocal arrangements, which, as I've said before, and I think everybody knows, are so key to, like, making something that's, like, good in a pop music sense, something catchy. These guys, it it's like they're dyslexic, but for that only. Like, they don't know yeah. how to have any sort of, like, flow. Like, there's, like, if you want to talk about in terms of, like, riding a beat, there's zero. Oh, it's, he it's, is it's none, like it's like yeah. so disjointed and then like they'll speed up at certain times when they shouldn't and then they won't know when to do an open note with like a word like well see it's so bad. That that's yeah. the other half. It that goes into the I think the point that we can all agree is that the drummer is like uh trying to be a little too ambitious, like uh, maybe going a little long with his fills. Yeah. Like try be a little, he's overactive. Yeah. It's like and he, he's not he's not being smart. It's like with a dude he's trying playing. to always have a soul. Like the he's trying to showcase himself. But he's uh, yeah. not just a, a drummer. Song. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Like it, this isn't a guitar center competition. Dude, it's like zero flow and zero dynamics. With the so first like thing. zero yeah. swag. That's why I kept listening to them and I'd hear riffs that I liked. Didn't really hear any vocals I liked. Drums not so much, but like. I, I think ultimately the reason listening to his band was so miserable is just there's no dynamic range. It just all 
blends together and sounds like a fucking headache. Well, and it's even at like, its best. And the vocals are kind of like the, I, this is what I immediately think of in my head. I just when I think of animal, I just hear. Uh, yeah, like, totally. That kind of like just inane and fucking like, shit. So let, let's let's look at like maybe contemporaries because we're, let's wrap up this early 80s kind of thing bands around that time there was there was like raven as we mentioned there's riot there's Judas I mean, Priest. Iron Maiden, Judas you got Priest. exciter i mean if we're talking like yeah, metallica. I mean, if we're talking maybe smaller stuff like metallica is just starting just starting By 82, slayer they have a demo 83 um oh, we'll talk about out. them too slayer yeah. First album, Motley Crue was fresh out. Yeah, Motley Crue, fresh that's right. scene. And I'm so, and I think again of these guys fucked up for by not following their lead and being let's try to write songs like them. Maybe then they would have learned how to do a vocal arrangement. Another again, one. Instead, it's they, they wanted to be val- Slayer. They are in that valley where it's like they want to be metal, but they're not heavy enough to be heavy metal. But they are absolutely lacking the pop. Importance yeah, of say of, of like a kiss, of it's like, like a, a kiss, or or even like a Judas Priest. It's like a, it's like it's like they like skipped a shit ton of classes. Yep, and then we're like, well, I still get to graduate, right? They know how to like, write the essay to get it, and they they barely. I pass. kind of I imagine yeah. the Aerosmith manager guy like li- hearing one of their songs or a couple, or even seeing them live because maybe they're fun live and being like, yeah, this has potential, and then he he keeps listening to the demo, and it sort of dawns on him, he's like. Something's off here, you know. Like it's it's like when you meet somebody yeah. who's kind of not all there, but they're high functioning, and yeah. it takes you like ten minutes to be like, oh, he's kind of repeating himself a lot, and it's like he's not making eye contact, and uh, <laughs> something is not quite right. It's like this band really should have just like, like whatever. There's some sort of intervention that led them to get further than this, but it's like it's a garage band. Well, like, it's like dads. Yeah. It's dads on the block. Absolutely making fucking music, but none of them really know what fucking knows what the fuck they're doing. But they're having a good time. Clearly, they keep doing it. And so if they, I if they had, there, there's two things they could have done: break up because they didn't get a major recording contract, which might have been good for them overall in terms of their legacy, or and I don't really know. I don't didn't really study the notes. Hire a fucking producer to like. They they needed a Bob Rock, yeah. Motherfucker I'm, I'm to like sure we'll really learn push them and be like, no, this sucks. Fucking right. In the movie or something, we'll probably learn why they didn't get one. We're gonna take a quick break, then come back and do the late '80s and the '90s. Yes. That sounds good. All right. Hey, listeners, it's me, one of your hosts, Tyler Hammer, and I'm here to tell you about Surphead Recordings. They have a wide selection of stuff to choose from, not only on the label side but the distro side too. Uh, very recently, they got some new pickups from Scapegoat including the 7-inch and LP, Hatred Surge's Human Overdose LP, as well as the Left Overdose Flexi, and Iron Lung's Sexless No Sex LP. Uh, Those are some great fucking incredible releases, and I think if you are a fan of fast and heavy music, they absolutely belong on your record shelves if you do not already have them. So if you're missing one of those, pick it up. You can also check out what they have on the label side coming soon with uh, releases like Live on Long Island by Hit Run Drivers. Big shout out to Chad. As well as Beauty Meets the Maggots by Maggot Vomit Afterbirth. Uh, If you are a fan of Gore Grind, they hail from Austin, Texas. And even if you're just mildly interested in the genre, they're one of my favorite like newer bands and I absolutely think you should check them out. Go to syruphead.storeenvy.com 
to check out what they have to offer. Find something that I just mentioned. Find something that you're familiar with. Pick up something that you've never heard of before. Maybe check out a link, you know, maybe surprise yourself. I always like to do that. Find something I'm familiar with, you know, go with something I've never heard of before. Surprise myself. Wanted to also mention that on July 30th, Bethpage, New York, Long Island, for those that probably don't know, Barely Breathing Fest will be happening. Uh, that is a fest presented by the 48th Cut, Baby Chico Records, and our sponsor, Surphead Recordings. We have a myriad of bands that have been announced already, including Sulfuric Cautery, Moisturizer, Maggot Vomit Afterbirth, hey, remember them? Mental Abortion, Charcuterie, Blemish, and Holy Grinder. July 30th at Mr. Beery's in Bethpage, New York. Check it out. It's going to be a fucking sick fest. Lineup is already loaded. What more can you ask for? Peace. And uh, we're back here. Getting back to the, or starting the late 80s portion of Anvil's uh, discography. Yeah, I didn't listen to these at all. Uh, yeah, I got, the, it's uh, two records from the end of the 80s that we're going to be talking about here. Uh, the first one, Strength of Steel, came out in 1987. And uh, it is their first record that came out on Metal Blade Records. So yes. I think somewhere down the line they... Must have talked to somebody, and I'm getting hooked up with that deal. First thing I noticed with this record, uh, I feel like there's a lot of um, more, like, glam metal, 70s rock kind of influence on it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, It's pretty bad. I think this is actually <laughs> the worst record they have done up to this point. Uh, the opener, again, starting with, like, an extremely stupid opener, where every like every line of the song rhymes with steel, like every word ends with that. What is it called? I'm a, Strength of Steel. I'm gonna have to pull that up. I got the lyrics right here. Oh, you do? Okay. Oh, what about that song, Concrete Jungle? Is that the one? That's right after that song, which I'll also comment <laughs> on. Here's here's like some lyrics from the song Strength of Steel. With the strength of steel, I'll show you how I feel. All Bars. the weak will kneel Bars. for the strength of steel. Dope bars. Your mind begins to reel with the strength of steel. Yo, sound boy, wheel that up. Wheel that up, my selecta. Makes your blood congeal. I have nothing, nothing to conceal. For the strength of steel. For the strength of steel. Only power to reveal with the strength, and so on and so forth. You know what? Those would be good, good grime lyrics, though. I'm just hearing DWE. Make your blood congeal. Yeah, like they, with the strength of steel. That works for that, but not for yeah. a, <laughs> a, a, not for a terrible metal band from the late God 80s. Not at all. Man, that's um, so. Then after Man. that, we get Concrete Jungle, which, ooh, they say uh, the gamer oh. word. Wait, really? They do, but <laughs> it's not, it's not, I don't think it's meant in, like, a hateful way. It's more meant in, like, the, like, it's you know, like from holiday. the perspective of, like, uh, you know, some sure. stuff. In the, it's like Holiday in Cambodia. Anvil thing. has tackled Here, race. I'll read you the. Or Romeo in distress. I'll read you the, 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 the verse in which they use They're a sex-positive, socioeconomic-based band. Here, here's how it goes. Rock, roar, in the land of the predator, concrete jungle, survival of the fittest, and the jungle's alive, the plight of the gamer word, and the honky jive. Man. No fucking way. Yeah, that's what they say. No, but anyone that's like, well, no, 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 I believe they did that, but what I'm saying is like, yeah, but like it's from the oh, perspective. I'm not. I'm not saying that they should have. Oh no, said that. I'm not no. saying you are, but just the fact that they 
probably thought, no, this is chill because we're like saying something against this right. by saying yeah. it. Like, it's I like, mean, here's a, shut the here's fuck a pro up. tip. If you're a white dude and you are thinking about writing lyrics where you describe uh, the place where black people live as the jungle or the land of the predator. The concrete jungle, yeah. You probably shouldn't do that. And on top of a yeah. double dose of uh, also, we're from Canada. You're from yeah, Canada. you're from Toronto. Yeah, that guys. really is the Toronto. Very, yeah. yeah. There's Let's no excuse for that. Oh, I'm sure we're going to have some Canadian uh, listeners being like, it gets hard in the six. And then, yeah, right. I mean, it does. Well, but I mean, yeah. Not, uh, these guys. I, not for Anvil. They're not supposedly guys, from no. Toronto. I would imagine they're, they're from, from the suburbs. Yeah, they're from the Toronto version of Greece, New York. Yeah. Uh, they're from Drake. I could get behind that. How would Drake, like. Use like anvil in a song. Something about like she calls me an an anvil because I give her a pounding or something like that. Maybe you that's you got it. Yeah, something like that. You're good. Wow. You're there. You're there. <laughs> call yeah. call me right. anvil. Like give her poundings. I uh, got the pounds with me. That's where the pound is because he loves <laughs> to pretend he's a criminal for some reason too. And so, now Jamaican. Yeah, Jamaican right. British Black incredible kind of guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is a terrible record. Uh, you know, completely <laughs> moronic lyrics abound. Here's here's some from the song Mad Dog. Oh yeah, you showed me this. this yeah, is yeah. Good. Here's the chorus. Cause I'm a mad dog, a mad bad dog. I'm just a mad dog. Yeah, that's. You know, and you're not far off. I haven't heard this song, but I know you're not far off from like how that's being delivered. Well, you can I'm also sure, yeah, tell I'm sure that he's it's delivering it like is he the other? I'm a mad dog. I'm a mad bad dog. I'm a mad dog. Uh, well, it's I mean, it doesn't help that, that probably with the title, you can I can think you can also safely assume that you know it's going to be a, a hard rock and boogie like blues kind of song, which it is. Oh so. Jesus! Oh, it's some boogie yeah, very boogie in it, very oh, embarrassing. Anvil has tackled racial uh, issues a few times in their lyrics. We'll get into that. On yeah, the 90s that's albums. more in the '90s. Yeah, think, they too. they were more tasteful in the '90s. Still. Hmm. I mean, it's still stupid because they wrote it, but wow. they didn't. For them, I guess. They weren't talking about like, land of the pre. The fuck, man! What came, yeah, land what of the, the pre. What, what are some notable things that came out in '87? Killing technology. Killing technology. Um, Scream bloody gore. Yeah. Um. Isn't that was that the Sepultura first Among the Living? Was Among oh the yeah, living. Schizophrenia. Yeah, that was '87. Yep. Um, Among the Living got, by Anthrax. Uh, the Slayer is about to put out. I think Nuclear Assault probably had. They had a record game over or something like that. Yeah. Some yeah, game over is thirty five is because it was thirty five years um, recently. Um, yeah, so you have all this other stuff. Really fucking sick. Thrash metal is is start is in its prime. Right, and here they are doing like a, like a hard rock record. Yeah. Now I think they catch up eventually. I mean, I know in the nineties they always catch, catch up. up. Well, they're all, then, like yeah. right, they're but like ten the years behind there, everything. They're always like, okay, the let's do there, this. They're far behind because guess what? Thrash metal is out. Death metal is in ninety one. Like they have their fucking their death metal is a, is a thing. See, I want, I want the I want the shoegaze anvil. I, w- yeah. I want anvil to do a grunge record. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, need actually. all the anvil iterations that it could possibly have. You're well. I'll, I will say. Uh, do we want to do the El Maverick that two pound for yeah, pound? Because I do listen it. to that one. The earlier. name's funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of a funny album cover too. It's like an anvil crushing like a scale. Ah, with like all sorts of debris, oh, like the, you know, it's crushing it's, the, crushing the scale. Let me see this. There lots of seems lots to of, be a, a, a theme. dude. Th- why why are these record label, these covers for them? It like seriously, it looks like like World War Two propaganda. It looks like, like a every comic single book. fucking time. Yeah, it's like actually, yeah, only, that, that really does. <laughs> Uncle Sam needs you to listen to Anvil. 
Yeah, well, who's who's the Canadian um, version of Uncle Sam? Uh, Justin Trudeau and, and blackface. blackface needs you. <laughs> who's to Anvil? Drake needs you. <laughs> Drake and, Drake Drake and Blackface. <laughs> Wheelchair Jimmy and Blackface needs you. Uh, I asked Anvil. Drake. I asked. Well, we asked. I asked Drake if he wanted to be on this uh, on this on this uh, episode because it's like you're from Toronto, and he said, honestly, he was like maybe. And then I asked him later, and he's like, honestly, never mind. Because he found out it was about Anvil. No, that's the new. That's his new album. Honestly, never uh, mind. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the new album where he tries to be Jamaican. Oh, he's been doing that. Well, he was trying to be British. Where did you hear that song? That shit's funny as shit. He's from like, the common like drill. He's well, he did one of those songs. This was before the drill thing even started. The song where he's like, "Yeah, on a Badman thing so in the ends, like the ends. They don't call your neighborhood that in fucking well, he, where you're he from." He meant it in a different way, like oh. <laughs> the ends. Well, the ends. So to go back to the album covers, though, on yeah. on strength, strength of Steel, it is a man. Man's arm lifting up, maybe a woman's arm, who knows, lifting up to a bar, like a weightlifting bar with two anvils on them. My God. I also think it's very funny because if you kind of look at it, the guy's arm must be like really long because you don't see the rest of their body. You just see their arm. <laughs> he's just got like a six foot long arm. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> his, he's got, his, his arm is longer than like. His like wingspan. You can't or even see his goddamn like the top of his head. It's that'd, almost like that'd be a good strongman challenge, but not really a good album cover. Yeah. It's like it's like Canada's not some like well, you know, we it'll be like ill-forgotten island that never heard of music or yeah. what things are going on. It's like it's fucking Canada. So how are they? It's them then. It's personal. It's just them. It's oh, just they it's are like them. they about, live on an island. Yeah, because the Canadian bands that from this time. Yeah, dude, there was like Razor, there was Slaughter, there was Sacrifice. It's like you're telling me they like weren't like aware of any of Boy those Vod? bands. Yeah. I just don't yeah, understand. I don't understand it. It's, I don't it's get like, it either. It's, it's like it's like almost like act, you're like actively sabotaging. Connor, your you're shit. preaching to the choir. Boy, here. Voivod <laughs> was probably like the biggest one at this point. Yeah, okay. I think definitely. Well, we'll I th Razor was probably Razor up there we'll, too. We'll come back to that. I have a theory on um, that. But but back to pound for pound. Yeah. Uh, actually, they finally uh, do an album where the best song on the album is the first song. It's a song called Blood on the Ice. It's about hockey where people beat the <laughs> fuck out of each other. Man. It's actually, uh, the compositionally, not vocally, uh, the I'd say the music is actually pretty good. It's actually one of their better songs. Are they doing, like, because on the 90s stuff, early 90s, a lot of the songs, it kind of sounds like Motorhead, or specifically it sounds like if you played the Ace of Space, Ace of, Jesus, Ace of Spades riff backwards, kind of. Are they not doing that yet? This is more, I'd say this song is actually closer to like a thrash metal song. Okay, yeah, yeah. But not other songs, because there's, there's one called Toe Jam that's like, it's like a square dance song. It's really weird. Like I said, I bet it, they're doing like a proto MOD thing where it's supposed to be funny, but they're not as funny or as good as yeah, you have to be bad. smart then, to be funny. Then they yeah. have like a condom, like Billy Milano, a song about condoms. What's it called? Safe sex. Here, I'll read the lyrics for that one. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> yeah, just to show, just to you know, give you a feel for the stupidity. Uh, okay, here we go. Electro-tested for tears and leaks, lubricated prophylactic sheiks, get it up, get it on, yank it, crank it, piggies in a blanket, clean your gun when it's all done, <laughs> vacuum pack for your protection, sanitize the fight infection. Wait, re 
read yank, yank it, crank it, and then the line after that again? Yank it, crank it, piggies in a blanket. What's the next one? Clean your gun when it's all done. Again, uh, that could be a UK drill bar. Yank it, crank it, piggies in blanket. Clean your gun when it's all <laughs> done. <laughs> Vacuum pack for your protection. Sanitize to fight infection. Dude. Now, here's, oh here's the thing that, to point out with these two albums. Um, and I'll have to check the other ones. The, so, Strength of Steel peaked at 191 on the Billboard 200. Oh! Where? Highest what? One. 191. 191. Their highest chart. That was their highest charting album. Yeah. Why did it chart that high? <laughs> that high? Right. Like nine away from being, like, not being on the list at all. <laughs> yeah. But that's that uh, high. Still, that's the top. Hey, good, you know, good for them. This is, 80, this is 87. There's a lot of competition. That's the top 200 out of right. all. That's probably like that's a Michael when, Jackson like, album. That's when Appetite for Destruction came out. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty you good know Michael that. Jackson had something. He yeah. had bad, so probably. So I think that is what what it now, was. Now, I recording information. I'm on I'm on a mail archives. Uh, this for says, pound for pound. Co-produced by Anvil for Anvil Enterprises. Oh, so they had no one I to tell them what to who do. That is. I've identified a problem here, and yeah. it's uh, what and you I'm, just said. I, and it the Zero same thing input. is for pound for pound. And I'm gonna let me just real quick check um for this. It doesn't say that for Forged in Fire. Um. Because, uh, yeah, you know, Chris C.T. Sangarides is the producer and engineer on Forged and Fire and maybe some of their other stuff. He the legendary. Chris Sangarides. Sangarides, is that how you say it? I would assume. It looks like a Greek name to me. Oh, so. yeah, okay. Maybe I'm not. My, my, I doubt my, it's Sangarides. It's just like their landlord. The like, yeah, he, hey, Chris. I make good. Dimitri, he engineer. No, actually, that's like a British dude. Oh really? He's like he he's like a big like a he like does a lot of producing shit. Oh okay. I looked him up. I have not heard of him. Okay, I should have looked a lot of things up, but I didn't. I just think it's funny. Like the the whole like British Canadian connection is very funny to me for reasons I can't explain. Really. I mean, it, it's it's good to know that there's somebody who's worse than us, and there's three somebodies, and they're called. Well, mostly the I think we're even with Britain, but Canada, Australia. You can't tell me shit. Right. They still got, they still looking up to the queen. Uh, I'll even, I'll take a lecture from the guy, from a French person. Yeah. But uh, fine, whatever. That's fine by me. Y'all can't tell me shit. Anglosphere. So let's talk about 91 because there's uh, an interesting. Oh, this is worth the wait. Yeah. Here. So this well, is the actually, shit I had to go, fucking listen let me, to. Let me go to, I found something interesting on Mellon Archives. A man named Paul the Stemmer, La Chapelle. He produced and engineered quite a few of their records. Hard and Heavy, Strength of Steel, Pound for Pound, uh, Molten Masterpiece. I mean, that's a compilation. Past and Present, Live in Concert. Molten Masterpiece. That sounds, that's a dessert at Chili's, if the I'm not mistaken. The Molten Masterpiece. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> that here's, the, really here's good. the fudgy, the fudgy I, I would love a Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> and it worth worth the wait and absolutely no alternative. He was the oh assistant engineer on absolutely no alternative. Everything else, he appears as producer um, and engineer. And engineering. That is, in my opinion... Where this band also goes very wrong is that they choose and stick with the same producer engineer for like six records in a row. No matter how bad those oh, records they, flop, they did that. I think in the like late nineties, early two thousands. You know, well, you know what like they say. Person. Yeah, it's like some guy from this band, Oblivion. Hmm. Interesting. My dad and always like, used to say, 12th times the charm." <laughs> and and I, just I keep doing I think it. 
the guy doesn't have like anything else on metal archives iron warrior in 88 demo jade if you're man enough album um minotaur sigh like that's that's it he does also iron warrior that sounds a little sketch yeah might be oh, good jesus it might be good i'm no, into I, that minotaur does, shit uh, you know what the logo looks kind of cool look at this logo iron warrior oh yeah that pretty looks, cool that looks scary pretty cool that looks hard so the '90s material was what I was assigned to listen yes. to, and and I starting did starting with "Worth the Wait." Yeah. So, couple things. I, I mean, I'll say right off the bat, "Worth the Wait." I think was my least favorite or the worst out of. Or well, ab, uh, well, this is the one yeah, that starts off the with, the, one. with the anti-abortion song. It like is. Right it off is the, bat, the worst which, one. To me, it just seems like they heard the song "Silent Scream" by Slayer, but made it like, more like uh, like more morally crusading. Yeah, like let's make it more morally crusading, and let's not make it sad. Yeah, like let's make it a worse song than "Silent." So like, the, he, "Silent Scream's a good song. Let's not have anything to do with like a good song. Well, we were, <laughs> when we were at Seven Eleven, we were like, "What?" Because we were listening to Slayer, and it's like, "What if?" Like, how would you anvilify oh. the song? And we were like. <laughs> Raining blood, raining, raining blood, blood, raining blood, raining blood. They they can't they don't have a good chorus, and like they can't. Oh, do every that. song. I don't, think raining, I don't think raining blood has an incredible chorus, but like I think that song is amazing, and like the, some of their other choruses on that album are really good too. Well, Anvil, their idea of a chorus seems to be just um, taking the song title. And uh, lazily repeating or chanting it a couple times, yeah. and like that's the chorus. <laughs> also, and another everything point, has to rhyme. Another, I think that's a huge oh, issue. Yeah, it seems like everything has to it's rhyme. It's so childlike. It's, it's not it, yeah. that that crank crank dank shank a bank. Piggy's in a blanket. Yeah, it's like it, this is like some Doctor Seuss shit. But I don't even want to invoke that good man. Another name. another thing that I would like to point out uh, that I forgot to mention on Strength of Steel. Uh, only their fourth record in, and uh, Lips's voice already sounds incredibly strange. Oh, dude, you, that's the one thing that saves his bad lyrics is sometimes you can't hear him because his voice is so weak. Yeah, it's he like doesn't he's a, sing a melody once, but he's also no. not like screaming. He's like again, kind of talking in that midpoint that I yeah. fucking hate because I hate when I someone I was talking about a certain band, and it's like. When I, a death metal band, and it's like, if I want to hear a death metal band, especially in 2022, I either want intensity in, like, every element for the most part, or I want memorable songwriting and, like, the concept of a song. Like a, a, a metal song kind of would. You, get, you got a chorus. You got some hook. Not every single song has to be like that. You have, like, some experimentation. But if you're kind of not doing either one of those very good, if you're not crazy intense... Or you're not like good songs, fuck you. I don't want to hear. I can't remember you what you're doing. Like, right, I don't right. care if you have. And like nowadays, I'm, oh the riffs, the riffs. Like, oh what? No, no, I don't give a fuck if one of the if two out of the ten riffs in this song yeah, are like good. really. And I've definitely good. heard that riff before. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> from somewhere. Anvil. Yeah, you probably have. So with Anvil, <laughs> I don't know about with that. With Anvil, I think well, get it's to the that. same thing. Oh, it's like I don't know, have... man. There was a song on Pound for Pound where it's like this sounds straight up like a Blue Oyster Cult. Oh no, riff. They, I'm sure they stole riffs, but with this '90s material in particular, um, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that they also have a song where they straight up take like the smoke on the water riff. Probably, probably. Which um, is, it's like why would you take the riffs. most? Very bold. Yeah. <laughs> so to, to zoom out a little bit, and then we'll talk about their anti-abortion song and a couple other ones. These 90s albums 
are weird. This is, again, they're absorbing some influences kind of late, I think. The things that I took away, because, again, it, to me, it's the influences and who they're ripping off are very clear. The drummer, he's improved a little bit, still pretty bad, but he does the, uh, like, motorhead overkill uh, double yeah, bass, double kick, double kick a lot. That's on there. There's a lot of, like, when they play their power chord riffs, a, l a lot of them are, like, they hit that one extra chromatic note, like the second note in the Ace of Spades riff, and they'll play it backwards and shit or whatever. Lots of weird, awkward tempo changes. I'm thinking of the song Bush Pig, which we'll talk about in particular, where they, they do, like, a bar of double time, then a bar of half time. Very disorienting. The riffs on these records, and this becomes more and more clear as they go on. The last of the 90s records, Speed of Sound, was actually my favorite one. A lot of weird... Some They'll throw in... They'll play a lot of different notes and chords, and there will be dissonant notes in there. Like, some, like, straight-up sour notes, but also, like, dissonant stuff and dissonant stuff on the high strings. Stuff that would not... You wouldn't expect from a conventional heavy metal band, and they certainly were that. I, I'm thinking... Definitely, they're ripping off Slayer on some of this stuff. There's a song on Except No Alter or Absolutely No Alternative called Doctor Kravorkian, which is one of the better songs on here. And it's but it's such a Slayer ripoff. I want to ask you guys, especially you, Tyler, since I know you're a fan of this band, is there a chance these guys were ripping off Voivod? Because I hear that on some of these records. So this is '91, like mid '90s. So it's it's possible. I I wouldn't say so. I mean. They're Canadian as well, and keep in mind, it's po it's very possible that they were an that they were like an influence because like by this time, like ninety one, when did Angel Rat come out? Ninety three. Like, I thought it, I thought it was probably right around that. Time. Oh, right around. Yeah. Or, wait, right that around might have been time. Nothing Face. Yeah, because it goes eighty seven Killing Technology, then it goes Dimension Hatros, I think, then it goes Nothing Face ninety one. It's like every two years after after. And then ninety three is Angel. Then ninety three Angel, Angel Rat, which is kind of when they become they become a little bit more. That's like the heel turn, not the heel turn, but that's like a little bit of a turn for Voivod. Um, we should do an episode on that band. I think that yeah. band is very important. Uh, well, I'll say that if for, if there's any Canadian listeners out there, could you maybe verify that if you know Voivod was a popular band in Canada? Back and keep in mind, mind, it's also I it's think they were they know, must they, have been right. It's it is Voivod as interpreted by these guys. Like, yeah. what are they going to take away from it? Oh. The, the weird, funny note. We're going to add a funny note and a funny that, rhythm. So, like, if this band is constantly grabbing for inspo, kind of a little late, guys. Like, like, isn't it problematic if you're a band existing and, like, you haven't already figured out what you're inspired by? So then now there's, like, you have contem your contemporaries are right. making music and you're like, okay, yeah, uh, that's worked. I'm going to do yeah. that. Like, that does not work. I mean, that worked when it was, like, I don't know, uh, the Beatles making Sgt. Peppers because of pet sounds, but this isn't quite the same no. category. Yeah. It just like exactly. it's see, it, right. but, but that's is... what I mean. It's like it's like it's like this like they're like literally like crabbing at smoke. That's man. that's how you get Anvil water. Anvil making songs in nineteen ninety eight that are ripping off Voivod. Yes. That, <laughs> you yeah. You know, you hear like... that sentence, it sounds fucking insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. The infanticide song, just real quick, because it's pretty bad, and we have to hold them accountable. Do you have the lyrics? Yeah, we're definitely not just making fun of them and being mean to them, but uh, we would never do that. Um, there are many faces of death, but none as horrific as the irrational slaying of innocent infants, the committing of infanticide, newborn innocent victim, killed by mother's infliction, psychotropic sickness, there will be no forgiveness. 
pretty bad. It's bad. I like how but, it's instantly like, oh yeah, blame the mother and not the man who you know. Yeah. Knocked her well, off. don't blame the man. We want to keep having sex. Well, we got yeah, more. I mean, songs. We got I, more albums. To I can't. Make. I can't on. support. I can't support a woman and a wet. child. These motherfuckers were totally already married by this point. These guys were not sleeping. Or, I've seen what Lid, Lips Cudlow looks like. You being in a band can only overcome so much. He looks. Right. Fucked. He was probably pretty ugly by that point in '91. Oh, like pull up the pictures. He's heinous looking. Oh, he looks like he was beaten with every tree branch on the ugly tree. It's true. Now, on that same record, what worth the wait? This, like, this is probably my least favorite one. The song Bush Pig, where they go double time and then half time. Worth listening to because it's so bizarre that anyone would think a song should sound this way. These lyrics are uh, are bonkers. That's another sex song too, right? I think so. Bush Pig, it's gotta. But it's I like mean, about like, like construction like equipment. Very, yeah, no, it's, it's about like a fucking ATV. Uh, let's yeah. see. Watch me drive my bush pig. Watch me part the pines. Four by four couldn't take more any hill to climb. Driver with a split shift. Driver up a tree. My desert dog's a big fat hog when you drive with me. Um, let's see. see that sounds here. like he could be talking about his cock. No, too. but that is totally an. It's like a literal like four by four recreational Dude, yeah. vehicle. Right, listen to this Dude, one. Dude, what? Ride her. Th- ride her through the deep dark woods. Ride through all terrain. Chugging and crawling ain't no stalling with my Cleveland powertrain. Crank it with her mutters. Crank it double time. If you can't find it, you can grind it. Four wheel and ain't no crime. It's a song about mudding. Turn up the dirt. Down with her skirt. Taking the hill just for the thrill. Love my bush pig when I have my way. And I don't know. The next one starts oh, with weird rapey lyrics. Ain't nothing dude. like my big fat pig. He says next. Oh man, it's pretty. Like I said, in an uncanny valley. And again, I, I almost was getting sympathy for this fucking band. I know. <laughs> then you yeah. hear that, it, and then you like really... learn about them. That's but that's how it usually goes. You have sympathy for someone, and then you find out it's actually their fault. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> you're just like, oh, they're, oh, just, they're, they're just, just bad made people. Stupid fucking decisions, yeah. and they're an asshole. Yeah. Now, where where they're at right now in like terms of like a lot of other it was bands, ninety one. They would have they would have quit it. They would have called it quits. Well, they did have a break between albums. Like a, it's like what, like a five year period? Yeah, the next one is ninety six. That's plugged in permanent. But they didn't officially call it quits. Yeah, like how no. many how many albums before they fucking and then the movie came out? It's like Another thirteen. Bunch. It's thirteen because it's the album. It's the album. This is thirteen, and then the documentary came yeah. out. Yeah. All right. Now, do you know what? How much time passed between that last album and the movie coming out? Uh, the the album came Third, out in two thousand seven. The movie came out in two thousand nine. Okay, so they never stopped. No, no. they didn't. They, they never stopped. No. So they that movie, weird, in my long, opinion, is kind of moot. They have weird long, like long hiatus. Like like or like something. a movie like yeah. that was for like an obscurity band. Okay, okay, let me back up. Yes, they're like I guess an obscurity band because like because nobody knows who they prior are. Prior to the movie, we wouldn't have been making fun of them. We know that, but. It's ludicrous to me that like that someone thought that this has elicited yeah like a people's fucking respect. movie yeah <laughs> like well, I, that's I have ridiculous a, I have a spoiler um about the movie that intrigued me and made me want to watch it I read Roger, oh I want to see it I read Roger Ebert's review and he said I don't know what they sound like because none of their music is featured in the movie which I think <laughs> means that they did a good job maybe. Um, oh, maybe it, it is on some some kind of monster shit. It, That's really it is, funny. Yeah. That's really funny to Robert Ebert's like. How, how many stars did he give it? 
I don't remember, but like, we'll get to that. I'm not. I mean, you know, the the movies, the music is not included in the movie, and I'll be goddamned if but I'm like, gonna look it up. You see what I'm saying though with this movie? Yeah, it's like right? that movie. This movie, they didn't deserve a fucking movie. They're just oh, a no. bad band, no. right? They're a bunch of they, assholes. This is, they didn't like you need, this is a fair. It's not about who deserves a movie. It's does the filmmaker think he can make uh, a good movie yeah. about them? Which and I, he, I think he he ended up doing it. He created, crafted a, a story. Yeah. Whereas yeah. some documentaries, where it's, it's just like, isn't this a documentary? Yeah, there's a documentary about it. Cool. I don't That's care. fair. No, yeah, it's um, bad. Bad documentary making. I, I think uh, I, they are the quintessential local band. That again, the garage band, the right. bunch of dads that they just don't quit because they have no reason to. Because they, they, they still is a drink. Tie in to Father's Day, which is up? today. It is yeah. Father's Day. So the the next album, uh, plugged in permanent from '96. Features a funny album artwork. Yeah, it's an anvil falling on an acoustic it. guitar. This what is, is what about the? Can you describe the album artwork real quick? Of um, worth the wait. Worth the wait. No. Well, because <laughs> no, it is. It's like weird, isn't it? I, let me look at it. I again. don't know what it is. It's like a big anvil, but I don't know what's happening. But this it's is like a red. This cover. is a big. This is a huge issue. Is that like anvil? So far, literally every album has featured an anvil on it, and truly, there is nothing more lame. And stupid than than that. Oh, this is uh, so worth the wait. It's not that entertaining. It's like a giant scale in the mountains with lightning, and there there's like, oh, maybe they're trying to say something here. There's a bunch of coins or something on the other side of the scale, scale and they're like crushing their side with a big anvil. So whatever they're uh, saying, who fucking knows? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what the fuck? What the oh, fuck like, is oh, that? Oh, maybe because they're like, we're worth our weight in gold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, I don't Ugh. Which but is like, really yeah, like but just truly, corny and stupid. If they if they did two out al- two th- if they did those three albums with an anvil on it, that's fine. They moved on, yeah, like, it'd be great. We're, they a, did a good comparison is Riot because oh, of with that fucking animal, the whatever animal thing is on that creature. What is it called? What's his name? I don't know, but that guy's cool. He is kind of cool, and but it's band. like it is also kind of stupid. But at the same time, Riot kind of isn't it? Ner- it's like Narita or something, yeah. isn't it? Uh, Riot persevered by having very good songs and being, yeah, you a good being band. an awesome band. <laughs> so, which on the next episode we will talk about a uh, you found out a song. Oh yeah, there's a song that's just it's it's called Daggers and Rom. And Wait, yeah, like swords and tequila, <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. right? <laughs> oh, that Anvil does. So, so they're real? like ripping oh, off Riot. F- yeah. All right. You know what? I have rescinded all sympathy that I was possibly <laughs> earning on these motherfuckers. Dude, fuck this band. So, oh my god. It, to, to, let's reel it back in here a little because I I listened to all these records, so I'd be goddamn if I don't words. get to talk about them. Uh, <laughs> Fucking, so the next album is called Plugged In Permanent. It's got an acoustic guitar getting crushed by an anvil. This is them taking aim at MTV Unplugged, which is really funny. I just, I. Like on an egotistical level, like they deserve well, to be on Unplugged? No. Late, late in the game on that one, too, because it's like that shit had already been no, out for yeah. like years before. What, what I think it is, and I think this is a safe assumption, I am thinking about the like YouTube comments I see on like Pantera songs that are like Justin Bieber must be held accountable for his crimes <laughs> against real music. Like they're doing that, but it's with <laughs> this Justin Bieber isn't real metal. There's a sort of retrograde obsession that metal guys had and maybe still do with like being loud and electric. We oh, want to be do. the loudest. Yeah. They're doing that but and like also doing the YouTube commenter fucking like, you know, uh 
InSync has been compromised. The so-called rock band Creed must be compromised to a permanent end. I've met Scott Ian in 1988, it's, and it's, no, the new generation can never do that. But they're doing it about MTV Unplugged, which is like so inane which yeah. everything they do is completely inane like what the fuck like i don't know who that kurt cobain thinks he is up I mean, there what the fuck is he doing it's like i don't know man it's acoustic guitar like what do you yeah. give a shit who's like why because you can't play one are they hurting you they're not hurting you who's this who's this alanis morissette bitch that's probably what it was more than anything um it's it's like the opposite of like when Bob Dylan decided to use electric guitars. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, was yeah. cool when he did it. But everyone, people were mad about it. Yeah, it was cool. Um, this this album, the Slayer influence, or ripping them off, or whatever you want to call it, becomes even more clear. It's a lot of... Uh, Again, 10 years too late. Yeah, he's stealing, like, Tom Mariah's, like, vocal patterns, kind of. There's, uh, I think this is the one I mean, with... he does kind of already do, like, because uh, I've been listening to Hell Awaits. He does kind of do the... He, he's trying to do that one specifically, yeah. Oh, really? Because he, he always kind of is like, he's always saying stuff too fast. And like, Hello yeah. Hello it works, though. Hello Waits it works is because, yeah, because the chorus isn't Hello Waits, Hello Waits, Hello Waits, <laughs> or something like that. It's just Hello Waits. Well, uh, again, uh, going back to a thing we said earlier, uh, they have another song about uh, racial... Uh, Oh, I was going to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's if you want to... opening, yeah. yeah. It's really bad. Also, um, I do want to say on the last album, Worth the Wait, they had a... Again, going back to the inane bullshit songs, they had a song about Al Capone for some reason. <laughs> oh, yeah, like CZ, like number AZ 85 or whatever. or something like yeah. that. And it's oh like, what the fuck is God. this? Like, it really is like... what is? It's like... it's. I think that might be some Iron Maiden shit where it's like, history, huh? Figure it. <laughs> Actually, this this the the racial hostility song is on the uh, plugged in permanent album is funny, just for the sheer they 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 have a line that says Greeks pump ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. So he, the, they got yeah, them. they go. They're going after oh everybody. They're I'm looking at the they, lyrics. They here. originated no the like safe. no. They origi- so is that song where it's like is that the, the sonic equivalent of I'm not racist. I hate everybody. No, no. Here, here's what no. it is. So yeah. the first verse, I'm not even going to read because we have to edit it too much. He just like he says a bunch of racial, a bunch slurs. of racial slurs, and then he says racial hostility, and then the chorus is or pre-chorus. I get disgusted by all of this bigoted crap. I get revolted time after time. <laughs> racial hostility, a heinous crime. Love to hate, hate to love. Racial hostility. Man, what a what a I hate what a, when I have what to a say the rejection by going. Man, I hate all those. Bigoted cry that bigoted it, yeah, crap. Yeah, after just after I was done saying a bunch oh, of slurs, yeah, a bunch this, of crap. I hate that shit. And then That's he says more after it. that. Yeah, this album also has a song called "I'm Trying to Sleep." Let's see. I hate the sound of an alarm clock in my ear when I've been up all night downing a case of beer. I pray the Lord my soul for him to keep. Don't you know that my rest just don't come cheap? <sighs> Fuck off! I'm trying to sleep. This I'm guy works construction. You know, he was doing that. He, I've been awake so long. Feels like the four-day creep. It won't be long before they bury me six feet deep. And then gosh. after that, the, the the you know obligatory song about jacking off oh, five of knuckle shuffle. Oh, of yeah. course, it's got this. Oh, the the highlight God. on this record. We watched is a live video of them in like Long Island in like '96. Like, yeah, and he was like, "Oh, we've been gone for a while." You know what I've been doing? doing? Jerking, Jerking off. off. Yeah, he literally says something like that, and it's like, what? So there's clearly like a psycho fucking 
Sorry. Why yeah. would you say well, that? The fact that his bandmates like, were like, like, hey, can you like not say the thing that you were going like, to about Bro, you're like off? 36 This now. is like some like R. No, he was like 40. Jesus Christ. It comes yeah. off like God. some R. Crumb, like psychosexual, like obs- obsession. Without shit. any like, of the talent. W- right. And zero w- Without talent. being intriguing or unique in yeah. any way. He had his thing about like Amazon women. This guy is just like, you like to jack off. It's like. So does everybody, I, like I guess. Titties. It's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. It's okay. Now, see, if Whatever. All, if, his, if his big... He seems to have a, fa- uh, a fascination for big uh, boobs. Which, big boobies, you know, same, yeah. Same. Really unique, um, sure. But, yeah, like, so that's, that's that's that would only new. be transgressive in the last, like, four years when uh, the booty had become... Again, another thing supreme. where they fail yeah, miserably. The game. Yeah, no, the game. It would be funny if they do... Late by being early. Oh, they're gonna do if a they rap come song out to an al- no, like an album like that where they're like they actually are like yeah, big asses are tight oh, and cool. God. Well, <laughs> hey, I heard I saw I heard the Kardashians have taken out their BBLs. So uh, someone was predicting pro Anna kind of uh, body figures and, uh, coming. Yeah, oh, coming back. It usually is like that. Uh, so the heroin wave. I mean, you know what? Yeah, get it. It's just. Stay away from me. Oh, can I just Jesus coming back? Can I just read some of these lyrics from that five knuckle shuffles? Yes. <laughs> don't you worry when you spank the chimp. It don't mean that you're a wimp. Stroke it, stroke it all night long. Stroke it, stroke it, ding my dong. <laughs> Palm sister, date what you got. All right, Shine ding- your shillelagh. Don't get caught. I gotta say bars. Ding my dong is fire. Ding my dong. I dong. Ding my dong. Said shillelagh yeah, too. When he threw in shillelagh, I was like, all right. <laughs> L- lips, goated. lips, lips, lips goated. gets the reload for that one. <laughs> lips is goaded for that. Well, at least he's. They were bound to have like at least one funny verse. Oh, for sure, dude. It's it. Oh, that's you so mentioned uh, Kardashians. Another, uh, I assume Armenian person is the namesake of the best song on this record. That Doctor Kavorkian song uh-huh. is. I'm not going to say it's good. It is a remarkably competent attempt at ripping off Slayer. It's also the most blatant one. It's so ripping off Slayer. Uh, I don't know. Final aesthetic from an outlaw medic. I don't need. You know what the lyrics are like. Everything rhymes and it's about that guy ripped from the headlines. These guys love like ripped from the headlines and like slice of life lyrics. Yeah, they were like, reading a lot of uh, the, like what is it called? The Inquirer. Dude, I'm do they sure, have yeah. anything about like Monica Lewinsky slurping? Ooh. I hope I haven't encountered that so. yet, but maybe. I think it's funny like Anvil could be like an AI generator or type of website where it's like if you type in anything it'll show you the song that they wrote about the So thing. Yeah, oh this, yeah. This is interesting yeah. because this has on this album we're talking abs- are we on absolutely no alternative or are we still I on? was about to get to that one, yeah. This is something interesting. Uh, there are two photographers listed, Ken and Tim Mulvaney. Well, I guess they probably brothers that work together. One of them holds the camera and the other one presses the Jerks button. the other one off. Oh, yeah. They got Darren, Darren Barry, who's engineer. We got Paul LaChapelle coming back to assist with engineering, which it's like, we don't need you, pal. And then executive producer Barney Jones. Interesting. Barnabas. He, not, the, not the producer, the executive producer. How, how does a record have seem... an executive producer? Yeah, wait, I don't what understand. What is that? Let alone one of their records. I don't understand. Like, and that makes So the, did he put up the money for it, I guess? Big, That's what executive producer means. Seems. I know, right? So it's like, what the fuck? What the hell is that? So 
Do you think Anvil has been know. being used all its time for, as like how fine art is used? Not saying calling it fine art, what, but like, like money to, laundering. Yeah, like money laundering. Yeah. I feel like like they've just been pumped money into them because they need people need like rich people needed to are, hide there money. There are also Not on money. this album yeah. three mixers, mixing assistants. Why that three? that does sound sketchy? Actually, that sounds weird, right? I will say uh, absolutely no alternative. The the production on it is is pretty okay for them. Like the guitars sound good. This one, there it's they've added in some of the what I think is like Voivod inspired like dissonant chords and stuff um, to to the sort of Slayer ripoff they're doing. Lots of that double kick Motorhead thing still. The lyrics on this one are like bad even for them on absolutely no alternative. Uh, they got another racial song on here, black or white. This one was really bad. Um, okay, yeah, this one I needed to talk about because they they ground my gears. Uh, Oh, where he uses like yeah, poor yeah, English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll start in the beginning. Living in opposition, drawing lines in the sand. We all have a point of view in the freedom of our land. That doesn't make sense. If it's not your color, it's the thoughts within your head. Living in fear and ignorance is how lies are spread. More and more I see it. People dying from gunplay. Horrible acts of violence permeate the world today. We look to blame each other for the color of our skin. Blinded by propaganda, where did all this begin? Black or white, black or white. Who is wrong? Who is right? Um, which uh, interject? If anyone's seen the UK version of The Office, when Ricky, when David Brent Gervais's character in the best episode of the show shows up with his acoustic guitar at like a staff training and starts playing his shitty songs. Oh yeah. He literally says, "This who is wrong and who is right? Black or yellow, yellow, brown, or black or white? Like that's the level." Anvil is sub David Brent, but. This is where they piss me off. Um, when will this conflict subside? When our hatred has died? When will we learn to get along? When we learn to differ right from wrong? Listen, Lips. That's not how that verb works. You're not doing the differing. Right and wrong differ from each other in, in relation to each other, but independently of you. Um, unless you, I, what I assume is he thinks that word is short for differentiate. But I'm surprised he didn't just try to fit that word in there because obviously he's not opposed to using too many I mean, syllables. The minute that you use "get along" as fucking <laughs> lyrics, you you're have in, you're pretty in much you're in made yeah. me realize well, that you're a gigantic fucking dumb person. If if that didn't do it, I think the song "Show Me Your Tits" oh my, would yeah. really drive. I like that. that the, you know, they kind of got to a point where like they couldn't think of any more euphemisms. Like, Show me your tits. Like, Let's see I'm your gonna, fucking I'm pussy. Come like, in your what ass. the fuck? Show me your pussy. I like them big. I like them small. I like them round. I love them all. I just want to look and see what you got for me. Well, you know what song is? I like that. I like that. Like the. I just want to look and see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What you got for me? Like they again. They have. They have no they like, can't do vocal arrangement rhythmic like patterns, at but they all. know how to put an album together because juxtaposed next to that one on absolutely no alternative. You have the song No One to Follow, where he says, what happened to all the great leaders, the ideals that they believed <laughs> they have all died and perished with ideas that they conceived. This is the new Joe Brandon. Wait a minute. New Joe Brandon song. <laughs> Even funnier. Next to the song Even Show funnier. Me Your Tits. The, the song after that is called Hair Pie, which I'm pretty sure is about <laughs> eating pussy. Yeah, so. Like, like, I don't know where the leaders are. Dude, this man. is I like, they really I like are this. Dance. Tim, I like that song a lot. It's bonkers. Dessert is my favorite meal. I eat it every day. <laughs> a dietary supplement that's certain to stay. 
It's my favorite recipe. <laughs> and sure to say, we'll see, man. Can't wait to get a mouthful, bite down, and swallow. You, I've you got literally the eating pussy. It's a man's treat. Knee high and hair pie. Knee high and hair pie. Dude, they it's like raising the bar every single time. Well, uh, so that album, again, pretty, I mean, unremarkable, then, I suppose. I, I mean, sorry to keep going with this, but then the song after that is called Robber Neck, which is about um, they're, they're, like driving by a car accident on the road and like looking at it I what guess. yeah great material <laughs> lips <laughs> like i'm i'm so glad that they felt like they, they needed like dads, to get yeah, that no totally that's right, totally yeah. dads, robber like, neck out of my way robber neck no it's literally I like think saying the it like dads, the way we've been saying it too is really funny the i think you guys are making it better though i can't do it as bad as he does it's it's so majorly dad ish of them to be like man Times have changed, yeah. dude. What the fuck? I, mean, I can't talk about like eating pussy anymore. What's up with that? And like, it'd be like, no man, politics are fucked up. Like, like, just like <laughs> the most base level fucking dude, stupid. Opinions. I hate paying my taxes. Don't but you? But then, but then, like, you know, your dad would say something like, "What the fuck? The times are so fucking dumb now." But then they'd be like, "Say the dumbest thing ever," which would be like, <laughs> "Kids." Like, you know, it's like yeah, fuck, or like, dude. what times? Is- <laughs> What time's the Yankees game on tonight? <laughs> when's curling on? Um, Dude, love yeah. boobs. When's, when's, when's the Maple Leafs on TV tonight, eh? So like did, they would do my same sex joke. Oh, yeah. It's a good joke. Yeah, tell the joke <laughs> What's real the quick. joke? <laughs> yeah, I believe in same sex. I've been having the same sex with my wife for 30 fucking years. You forgot to <laughs> say same sex, sex marriage. marriage. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. I believe it's that's even better. That's how that joke is meant I to be I believe in same sex. It, if you're telling a joke that's stupid, you have to still yeah, to fuck it up. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so to, to, to close out the 90s in 1999, Anvil does my, my second favorite album of theirs that I listened to for this, the, and the album Speed of Sound. The cover is something that a seven-year-old would invent. It's an, <laughs> it's an anvil with fighter jet wings and missiles on it. You can see it here. Connor. Okay, yeah. you know that's pretty but cool. It, but it looks like that classic, like late '90s, like computer-generated. Like, look yes. at it. It looks like it really, looks dope. It looks it looks bad. The font oh, that man, says "Speed of Sound" not is dope. Good at all. Also, also fighter is a. We're not gonna do this tangent, but uh, fighter jets suck. They're useless. Think about it. What are you gonna do with the fight? Like, well, I mean, why are they building high tech fighter town. jets? Like, you're not the Red Baron. Like, you're not fighting another plane. Get the fuck out of here. But anyway, this one they are kind of. I don't. I don't know if I can quite give them credit for this. This album, the riffs are fairly inventive, and some of them I liked. They managed to hit. They manage to have a kind of off-kilter but decent rhythm, the way they're playing some of the riffs. Again, I think it's maybe Voivod influence. They're trying to write these sort of excessively, like, off-puttingly intricate riffs with, like, a lot of different chords. But they do a good job on some of these songs. Uh, the song is... Blood in the Playground has a good riffs. Deadbeat Dad's pretty good. Um, Father's Day. There's a song called Man Over Broad. I don't know if I listened to that one. I don't know if it's supposed to be Man Overboard or if it's a pun. I think That's they pretty also, good pun. This is for sure a pun. Only, yeah. only one sex song on here called Mattress Mambo. Mattress Mambo. Yeah. They also spelled yeah. mattress wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> With so one T. They they managed to, like, this album kind of sounds like what the other albums in the 90s should have sounded like. It's weird because it's still stupid, but they're playing some pretty smart stuff musically. Um, it does also have a song. The final song is called Park That Truck. 
which my first response to that was, what a funny name to a song. Then I was like, is this another sex song? Is this about, you know, the boonda? You want it on your parked, right on your face, dump truck? No, it's about, like, the Oklahoma City bombing. <laughs> yeah. I shit you not. Yeah. Connor's they, just looking on in bewilderment here. And they decided to show reverence towards all those children and nurses and doctors that got <laughs> heinously well, destroyed yeah. by a you know what terrorist. You know what they're bothered park by? Park that truck. You know what Dude, they're bothered not, by? The they're, they're mad that, like, all the titties got blown up. Future titties. <laughs> like the so nurses. Baby girls. <laughs> not just the women that were matured at that point. All the, the baby girls. The, hey, I bet the guy that did that was a queer, eh? They, yeah, they were probably like, he wouldn't have blown up all the nurses. They were probably They're like, all girls. oh, man, I mean, I could have looked at those titties one They're day. Probably like, they were a bunch of hot enough. nurses. I would have been Anvil fans one day. He I would never kill a hot girl. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> before he, the lips being like, ah, uh, yeah, I really hate that guy, Timothy McVeigh. He killed a bunch of future Anvil fans. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a real bastard, eh? He he, you know he targeted nurses because they're all sexy girls. You know the whole the whole profession. So sexy girls, aka number one Anvil Dude, fans. I, I like how this, Anvil is set in Fargo, North Dakota. This might have been now. Okay, so now that is now like the. Big, the, the ultimate cherry on top of the shit cake because that's that's like dude we still got like t- twenty years more of heinosity to go. Oh my god! But yeah, I would park that. This truck. Is a, I would say this is. I'm gonna start saying as you that. mentioned. This is where they like start ramping. It is more like metal, like thrash melody. Like it's so more apparent in like the drumming. Yeah, because oh, it yeah. becomes like, like obnoxious. Oh right, like I like I said earlier, like. He was overactive, like, in the 80s. Like, this is, like, full bore. Like, he's... He's also... He's been dick-riding Dave Lombardo so hard for so long and so but, poorly. But he's, like, nowhere near... Like, Dave Lombardo was, like, tasteful. Dave like, Lombardo's one of my favorite drummers, period. We were period. listening yeah. to South of Heaven, and we're like, oh, but, I mean, like, because, like, you know... In the beginning, it's he's very tasteful. He does, like, a good... He like, knows how to it's build build up. up and fills, yeah. Whereas, if it was, like... Rob Reiner from Anvil trying to do that song. Yeah, you know, like, he'd be doing something. A bunch of that. It's like, nah, man, like, you're doing way too much here. It's literally, he's the drummer that you always run into when you have to replace something from Guitar Center. Well, he's like, I feel like he's, like, him doing that shit is almost like, like, he's, like, putting himself out there. Be like, oh, yeah, see, like, I can drum crazy, guys. Like, come on, like, any big bands that want me, like, add me to your... Like I do a really fast fill. It's yeah, like, like uh, it's not. That's not really. That, that, you're making the songs. Robbie, bad, though, Robbie, Rob. the song sounds terrible. Also, it, the fact that he he goes too long on his fills too. It like affects the songs too. Like the the transitions are like oh yeah extra clunky. They're, they're totally clunky. And listen, shot. listen, yeah, uh, to our listeners. Listen to some. We'll probably have it's, some, uh, some playlist. Yeah, that, splicing in in this episode. It was that two thousand. It was like the two thousand four record where we like listen to the one song where the fill like was. Way off, or he was like, he did it he, too he long. And it was like, off. He adds like an, it's like at the end of like, like a, a like a, a measure, a, a measure, as you would do a fill maybe to go into the next part, and he he goes like an extra, like, like spilling one, into, extra like so yeah, he's spilling yeah. into the next like meter, yeah. Okay. But like, but yeah. like, they they add it onto it, so it's just like that one part is just like one beat too long. Like they didn't edit it out, and it's it sounds weird once you and it's one of those things where. Once you fucking notice it, oh my! You can't like. But then I'm sure all of them in that band were like, "Man, that rocks!" And now here's the thing: is it him, or is it Steve? Like, because 
he, they are the they are the at this point the only two original members. Um, yeah, they had like a couple. Yeah, they got this guy a, Glenn Five. And I think that's his name, a, Ivan Purdy. Yeah, so they a second got a couple different like people, not a crazy lineup changes, but to say that would that this all these issues co- are stem from them. Like the bad yeah. sing, the bad singing, the lack of vocal melodies, the bad vocal phrasing. It's not the other guy. One no. thing I actually will give uh, Anvil props for. I do kind of like their soaring leads that they put. Yeah, like, the, on the every leads song. are bad. Yeah, I and, um, and no, it's just like ahead. it's it's and it's not all bad. I think that's the my problem with no. this band is that like it's not like it makes it a harder. Cutter. It it's, makes it worse. In a yeah. way, it makes me more mad. It's like when you see someone it's with potential. You see someone with potential, yeah, and then they just and no, they show you you can do something, and then they're like, and then they follow it up with a fucking hunk of shit. Some of the stuff on that Speed of Sound record is like the riffs are genuinely inventive, and like it's not that the songwriting is particularly bad. The songs are structured reasonably well, and that record is overall ac- across the board better than most of their stuff. But still. The Achilles heels, which were up to like three feet now, I guess, on of heels. Achilles <laughs> three heels. legs. We're just like cutting up the, on their legs. Yeah, the drums are pretty weak. The lyrics are stupid, although they've done worse. And like he can't really write a catchy chorus. He doesn't know no. how. Or he doesn't sing. know where his syllables should go. And it, obviously, he can't sing. But that album, I, I that one, I surprisingly enjoyed it. There's some. There's like I said, blood on the playground, deadbeat dad. Those are both pretty good songs. Bullshit. Um, the oh bullshit. bullshit! Yeah, that is identical to Tim Heidecker's new character, where he's like the bad comedian. <laughs> no, no more bullshit. bullshit. That's literally the chorus of the song. It's bullshit. Oh, it no more bullshit. Wow. Yeah. It's, wow. It's that guy. See again. See they were doing. They had their influence in you know ways that nobody even knew. Yeah. True. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna propose we take now that we've wrapped up the '90s like a one minute breather, come back and then close. Does that make sense? That sounds good to yep. me. Okay, we just talked about the uh, epic musical Canadians uh, anvil <laughs> for way longer than we planned, and hopefully not longer than you wanted to listen to us. You know, we got a good guest here, and it's a little outside of the wheelhouse of what we usually cover, so uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed this. Um, what do we think of, like, the first phase of their career? What is your... Because, Connor, I didn't know you were going to be on today, and I didn't know you were familiar with this band. How are you feeling? Uh, you've... On the breaks, express that uh, you've been kind of on an emotional journey with regards I to really, band today. I have. It's like, it's because it's like, if I were to map it out, it, it went from like, oh, we just make fun of these fucking stupid assholes. And then it went to, oh, well, you know, there's two sides to every story. And like, but then like, you, this is how I'll put it. Sometimes you learn about something and it gives you context to why someone has their failings and right. you get sympathy for them and you understand like, Oh, they're a sympathetic character. Like, and actually they have like a propensity to do good still. However, this is the opposite of that. I learn more and I, <laughs> I like less. <laughs> like, right. Right. Yeah. Well, there is more to learn and we will at some point, probably, probably next week be revisiting this by, Finishing up the rest of their discography, but also watching the documentary, which is the only reason anybody knows fuck all about these guys. Uh, And uh, we'll provide some commentary on that. I think we're all pretty curious to see 
how that makes us feel because I, you know, my opinion on them has shifted a little bit too. And I, you know, I, I, I think the movie's going to cap it off. I got a comment about like, I think what their best career trajectory could have been. Uh, they ideally, they should have probably just broke up after their third album. Right. Wait 30 years, wait for the time to be right. And then come back is be like, Oh yeah, we're the cult heroes with, yeah, like, you know, we had these three records that, like, nobody knew about, but, like, they're actually really rocking. You know, try to play it off like that. They could probably fool some people. But yeah, that's yeah. a good that idea. Would have worked. Yeah. It would have worked because then they wouldn't have the breadth of work that suggests, oh, we're not a... We're, yeah, like, not a good band at all. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, you, you would have never gotten the documentary because I know the point that's of that true. is exactly that, like, it's weird that they didn't stop. I mean, maybe they could have gotten the documentary if, like, somebody really, you know, liked them that much. Well, I don't know. They wouldn't have had that. I don't know. They're no, white. I don't know. They wouldn't have gotten yeah. it without it. They needed They needed this, like, again, it's, it, I, from what I understand with the documentary, it's kind of like a, Man, nice guys finished last, huh? This band should have gotten their fucking like their 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 dessert. They're fucking. They should have gotten their roses, and they didn't. And I hate That's that bullshit. nice guy shit. And it's like, yeah, that shit sucked. That shit's a, because it's like it, we listened to this band, and we're just like, all right, maybe this band did. Maybe they. And maybe I always try and look. I have open ears and open mind. Maybe there's something there. Not really. No way. Like not really. Nothing at all. above like. Passable, and what, whatever they did there, the few moments where I'm like, oh, this is above average, this is good, it's like they chose to not develop those elements and to lean yeah. into everything and else. And the good parts are always going to be eclipsed by the massive dog shit. Like, be like, this song is passable, not bad. And then the next one is, I want to come on this girl's tits. Like, Jesus why, Christ. Yeah, why would I, if there's, a, there's 50 dozen metal bands around this time in the even even in the early 80s why would i ever listen to a band that i may, has like f- three songs on an album that i think are pretty good like, i don't i just wouldn't for the most part why would we listen to a, a canadian heavy metal band with some of the most heinous porno grind lyrics ever <laughs> printed on the on the on paper and ink. Well, I can tell you why we do it for you, dear listeners, so we can report right. back. With so this you content. So, so you motherfuckers don't have to do this shit. Yeah, you're fucking welcome. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we will wrap this up. Connor, thank you for coming on. As always, Hell yeah, I'm sure I love you'll, it. You'll be back. Um, you can find us kingsofpunk.com, of course. Cop Pod official on Instagram. Kings of Punk Pod on Twitter. Uh, drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you can't fucking stand about the podcast. Um, Whatever you'd like, um, we'd like to hear from you. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll sign off for now. You know, us and our heavy metal brothers in Anvil. We'll keep an eye out on kingsofpunk.com for the official Kings of Punk butter so that you can officially do the Anvil butter bus jerky on your partner and uh, put your yeah, it'll be, dick might into be some butter in between some tits. A uh, little warning, it might be a little bit messy. So you might oh. want to lay a couple towels down. We do not claim responsibility for any messes that you make. So buy with, uh, you know, buy with caution. And uh, to close out, I'm Gary U.S. Bombs and park that truck. <laughs>